listening to Blurbs Are Us with your host Ace and Big T. How are you doing guys and welcome to episode 72 of Blurbs Are Us. Yes. Woo! 72. Man. Indeed. Oh no, I don't know why. We had like a weird in my ears, a weird weird noise, but that seems to have gone. So hopefully that's just my imagination. Mm. Um, maybe your baby driver. <laughs> maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Um... Now, I find it quite amusing, yeah, that we were doing so well. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been listening to, like, podcasts such as Nerds, Foreigners, Nerd Porn, Pop Culture, Leftovers, um, you know, and everyone always seems to talk about a, a, a magically lost episode, yeah. or an episode where the file corrupted, so not all of it loaded, mm-hmm. or just a complete episode that just, like, could never be put up. Yeah. Unfortunately, we have now we joined have, the game. Yeah, we've joined the group. <laughs> I guess you're not really a real podcast, so you've had the appetite. Yeah. Um, and it's one of the worst things ever because oh there's nothing you can do about it. Like I think that episode, that recording was shaping up to be probably one of our best ever in terms of like discussion. Dis- yeah, discussion. Um, and like, if anyone ever feels like you know we lack emotion or um, we lack. I don't know, like, some people might think that we're just talking for the sake of talking, isn't it? And, like, we're putting on a, a show, in a sense, because this is a show, it's a podcast, isn't it? But, like, mm-hmm. we are talking from real-life experiences. We are sharing things that, you know, mean a lot to us, isn't it? And, um... I'm going to stop eating crisps. <laughs> so, um, yesterday we got our black... We watched um, an advanced preview for Blacksman, Black Clansman in the UK. Yeah. Um, afterwards, I had a, a Q&A with... Um, Spike Lee. Spike Lee and um, I got a sneaky recording of it yeah um, I asked when we went in I said are we allowed to record that bit I don't know why I asked because I was going to do it anyway <laughs> <laughs> um, and obviously we don't have bumpers no more even though I think I still have the app but I don't know how many people follow that platform mm. and a lot of the time after I recorded on bumper I never actually put it onto like our, our feed anyway mm. so um, you got we were given like our most rawest Fresh off the grill take on the Black Clansman. Unfortunately, mm. um, we lost that file because mm. my laptop is is having issues with the battery. It said that it had like seventy five percent battery, but then it died. Second, and then are. it mm. died in the shape where like it's turned off completely. It, it died. <laughs> it's not. It's, not, got it's to. not the one. That's, like normally when it dies, it like goes into stand like into a standby mode, isn't it? Yeah. Because like, it's not completely there. It just means you can't just use it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so we lost that recording. So towards the end of this episode, we will go back to Black Klansman mm-hmm. and discuss that. But obviously, like it won't be the emotion won't be there because during that recording, I didn't want to talk about the film because mm. I was the the state of mind I was in at that point in time. Mm. I just I wasn't happy to really discuss that movie. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's just a little tease. We will we'll get, get to that it. later on. Yeah. Um, we'll try and cover everything. We yeah, because there's a lot of news. Um, we haven't watched everything that's out. We went to have a, a big cinema day today, mm. but um, we've just been chilling and mm-hmm. um, I've now got all the Marvel movies mm-hmm. on a USB. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome. F- very good quality. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, The Road to Infinity War. Um, was it? Shall begin soon. Infinity War Endgame. Shall <laughs> end soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, literally, it will basically be a podcast reviewing all the MCU movies with someone that's watched all of them bar one 
Yeah. Which is the I've not seen the Incredible Hulk one, and uh, with Dell, who's um, um, my girlfriend, who's like only seen Black Panther and uh, Infinity War. Uh-huh. So it gives us something to do together, yeah. and also interesting to see her take on it because obviously, like, she's not a a comic book fan. She's not a ner- like she's not really a nerd. Mm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what her viewpoints on this movie, especially like especially now that. It's been ten years since the first movie, like so. You see a little bit of how they've dated and stuff like yeah. that. So I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I might turn up for random. Yeah, random episodes. Episodes for my um, favorite movies. So you you talked about how you um, started listening to Scenic Casters review on because um, Scenic Casters yeah. is another podcast that we what well, I listen to and um, I always share their information in terms of other people to listen to if you're interested in listening to our podcast because mm. I always think that you should listen to more than one yeah because like get a variety of opinions yeah it's not even just that sometimes people go into things a little bit more like I, um, I listened to the source war the other day I was like there while they were recording live on YouTube mm. and um, they covered some of the things that we covered and it was just entertaining like hearing from a, a different point of view a different uh, point they had other news um, so, scenic cast. So, what did you think of scenic cast review of it? I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah, like they've only gotten up to Age of Ultron so far. Okay, that's phase three, right? Uh, that's the end of phase two. Uh, okay, the end of phase two. Yeah. So all they've got is Ant Man left from phase two, mm-hmm. and then they'll they'll get into phase three. But they do like everything. It's called tied to the MCU. Yeah. So they do everything. They do the Netflix shows. They do um, Agents of Shield. They talk about Agent Carter. They talk uh, about the one shot two. I still need to watch season one. Season one was sick. I love. I like Agent Carter. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a um, a really enjoyable TV show. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, I don't want to get into it, but yeah, it's good. I haven't listened to every single episode because yeah. I didn't listen to the Agents of Shield one because I was never really into that. Yeah, I didn't listen to um, the Agent Carter one because I haven't seen it. And um, um, I skipped for the Dark World because no one needs to hear about that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I listen to the to the best ones, and it's good. I like it. It's entertaining. Um, they're clearly like um, like working out the kinks as well at the beginning. Like yeah. they, they had a bit of um, technical issues, like what we have sometimes. Oh, we have technical issues like all the time. Still, sometimes. But uh, yeah. <laughs> But um, but no, it's a good listen. It's, they get into really good detail. They have a variety of opinions. Yep. Because I think uh, Rebecca Daly, I think, has no, been I, on it. I, a few I love that here on the podcast. Um, like, for some reason, she seems to be on every Captain America. Because she loves <laughs> Captain America. That's yeah. like, <laughs> I know. That's like her idol. Mm. Like she loves him. Is it him or is it Chris Evans? Okay. Name is Chris Evans. <laughs> yeah. But even so, yeah. one of the same. Him. Uh, but yeah, no, it's good. I like so it. in saying that, yeah, obviously, like you've got, you've given me all that, and uh, I'll be reviewing it. Have you heard the theory about um, whenever Loki uses a clone? Um, obviously, I'm saying this because we've got Infinity War in the background. Mm-hmm. Whenever Loki uses a clone, he uses his left hand. Left hand, yeah. So, what's your opinion on that? Um, I, when I first heard it, I was, it intrigued me. Mm-hmm. Like the whole idea that Loki's still alive and. Um, he does step out a bit too confidently in yeah. the scene uh, where, Than- where Thanos 
inevitably gives him the a different kind of snap. <laughs> um, but he steps out too. He was hidden. Mm. Like he didn't need to step he out. Could have escaped. He could have escaped, but he steps out and acts gas just to try and stab him in his neck. Yeah. And I guess not knowing the power of the space stone, mm-hmm. like he would have got him if it wasn't for the space stone. He would have got him. Yeah. The, the knife was like that far from his neck. And it was the space stone's energy that was keeping it back. Mm. So I don't know. He could have genuinely gone for it. I think it would cheapen his death. It if, would, if, but he's died before, as Thor said. He's died like at least three times. Yeah. I, I think the only movie he's been in where he didn't die is Avengers and Thor Ragnarok. Every other movie he's been in, he's died. It did. It looked pretty final, to be honest. It did look pretty final. Plus, Thanos said no resurrections this time. <laughs> I mean, even though he couldn't know, you wouldn't put a line like that in as a filmmaker unless yeah. there was no resurrections this time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Also, um, the directors themselves speak to each other. No, not, not just the Russo brothers I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. The directors of this film, mm-hmm. they've said because uh, there was a video where they break down every single character in the movie, like 25 characters or whatever it is, and they go down and talk about their motivations and what they do. And, da, 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 da. and when they talk about Loki, they say that was his redemption scene. Like all the bad he's done, this was him trying to do right and save his brother and yeah. kill Thanos and save the universe. And it had fatal consequences, and that's what the director said himself. So, to me, that means he's dead. Okay, yeah, no, no, yeah. okay, that's cool, that's cool. Um, so, I want to just thank everyone that listened to our last episode. Yes. Um, I don't know what we did differently. <laughs> yeah. Other than maybe not going for three hours. Mm. Um, but our the Meg and the Darkest Mind episode, um, literally, like when I checked it after like three days, it was on like seventy plays. Yeah. And when I checked it again today, it's on 92 plays. So, um, I don't know. I, like, I'm hoping, you know, this is sign of things to come with yeah. our way up. Because, That's it. again, I did say after our first year, we were getting like 100 plays an episode. I'm really happy. Yeah. Um, we're almost so, this episode will show, show us whether it's a one-off or not. Because mm. it could have just been what I tagged in it. I tagged mm. like South Park, Cartoon Network. So, True. maybe some kids are just tapped in Cartoon Network and mm. just popped up. Maybe. Um, I don't so, think kids should be listening yeah, to us. Yeah, kids should definitely not listen to us. If you're not older than like mm. 14, this is not the show for you. Like, um, I have a confession. Yeah, have a good one. Is that my confession? I'm actually an orange. You're an orange? Yeah, I'm an orange and I have the power of mind control. And I ran around and touched everyone and told them <laughs> to listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, thank you. Um, uh, we had a lot of plays on the Netherlands. I think like 74 out of the 92 plays were from Netherlands, Amsterdam. So, so the stoners out there, you know, share us with your friends. You know, like, we're, we're good entertainment, you get me? Um, social media, you know? Social media is everywhere. Hmm. If you want to interact with us, do so. Like, we're, we're, we're doing this for fun, but we are here for you. So you can send us an email at blurdsrush.com. We will respond. If you've got any questions... However trivial or maybe even not like pop culture, Marvel, DC related, we will answer it. Um, again, I highly recommend you check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, so as well as on Blurs R Us. We will be dropping something 
on all our social medias really soon. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think we've talked about it before, so I'm not going to say anything right now. Mm. But yes, are you little tease? I'm excited. Really, really mm-hmm. excited, man. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's that's what I'm going to say. That changes um, coming. I can't wait for us to show you what we've got coming up. Um, like, there's a lot to, not really a spoiler warning, but this is going to be a very Mm, I don't know how to say it. Racially charged episode. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be a lot of things talked about that um, covers that aspect. Um, so, from news to the movies, yeah, from to pretty much everything. everything. There's going to be a lot of racial, yeah. racial talking. So, mm-hmm. like, if that isn't like if you're normally a listener, and you know, this kind of thing isn't really what you like, kind of thing. I'm just warning you now. So, if you want to give this episode a miss. Like no, shut up! No, no, no! All the seventy-five people that have just joined <laughs> us—if you don't like it, just cover your ears. We'll tell you when to cover your ears, but keep the episode playing. Yeah, keep, yeah, keep the episode, keep the episode playing. Because but we'll, we'll tell you when to cover your ears near the end of the news. And then we'll play, wave, we'll wave at you when it's time to open. From, from the end of the news play <laughs> to pretty much the very end of the episode, there's going to be a lot of like racially charged talks yeah. purely because of the subject matter at hand. That's right. Um, oh, and of course, I mean just controversial in general this episode is going to be because yeah. you know we're going to get into some James Gunn again oh, yeah. we can't let it go <laughs> <laughs> uh, we love James Gunn we love you we love um, but again we're just going to go straight we're not going straight into it but like it's only been like five days since we last recorded mm. have you been up to anything different interesting um nah nah <laughs> not really I'm still off the only thing of note is we had an egg feast last night. Which I wasn't because, Because okay. <laughs> I, like, I got home. I was and starving I, as well. And I noticed. I was very hungry. <laughs> there was food at home. It just happened so fast. Like, got, yeah, I, get, I can get here like 10 minutes ago. I, I messaged. When it was all on the table, I posted it in the group. You could have come down. I was probably asleep at that point. Well, exactly. So it's your own fault. Yeah, but you could have invited me while you were making it. I was probably awake. I was having so much fun making it all. At 1.47, I was probably awake. Mm. So basically, I got home... Was I with you yesterday? Yes, you was as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because we were in cinema, innit? Yeah, all right. So after we got back from cinema, um, I came home and I noticed the eggs in my fridge went off that night. Uh, we are recording on the 21st. Yesterday was the 20th and yeah. the eggs uh, said best before the 20th. Okay. So I was like, even though it says best before, like they might be all right for a yeah, while still, I was like... Let's not risk it. Let's not risk it. Let's just use up all these eggs. We had 10 eggs still. And we was like, let's use all these eggs and just make an egg feast dinner. So we had pancakes. Let me see. I took a picture of everything. We had pancakes, French toast. um, I love a bit of French toast. Yeah. yeah. My sister made the the pancakes. Mm. I made the French toast because that's my... I love French toast. Mm. Uh, We made some scrambled egg, uh, which I made as well with some bacon, obviously. You had to put a bit of bacon in there. Obviously, um, I've got bacon in there. I made a... Even though Sam doesn't believe in yeah, bacon. But you have to. Um, I made a free cheese omelette <laughs> with like sausage, ham, <coughs> salami and um, chorizo in it. Mm. Uh, what else? I think that was it. That was the four things. So, pan- yeah, pancakes, French toast, scrambled eggs and omelette. I don't, I don't, know, how, I don't know how this is going to sound in the episode. Like, 
because I feel like we're a little bit echoey. Yeah. But obviously, like today we're recording at T's house. Oh yeah, and you're at my house. In his living room. It's my so, house. <laughs> so, and I live here. So the acoustics may sound a bit echoey. echoey. I won't know. Until, Hello. <laughs> I won't know until we listen back to it. How are you? <laughs> I asked you first. It might be a, a slight change, isn't it? Mm. Um, Welcome to my house, by the way, guys. I'm, I think I'm, you've been here before. Yeah, I've been recording episode. Oh yeah. When we did record with Seth. Yeah. Um, that reminds me, I've been meaning to message um, the guys over at Nerds to see if they want to jump on an episode. Mm. Um, we need to get some collaborations. Your, your, your Wi Fi is like really good, so mm. it would make the. While we've got no time. Yeah, while we've got the no time. Because like, yeah. my internet is terrible. Like, I've run out of data. Yeah. And the first day, it was, it was dreadful, innit? So <laughs> the second day, I bought like two gigabytes of data. Mm. That lasted like a day. If, if that. <laughs> So I'm now back to no data, oh, and it's stressful because like if I'm not connected to Wi-Fi, just when I'm at work, I'm not gonna just connected to Wi-Fi. Mm. I don't get any messages mm. like at all. You don't even get a text. I don't even get well because I message in it, so yeah. you have to then resend it or turn off your ice message settings. But it doesn't say that it didn't send. No, because as far as they're concerned, it's sent. But yeah. then I don't know why it doesn't show the little sent or red bit. Yeah. So. So that's been a, bit, a little bit frustrating. I think my data refreshes in two more days. Uh, so yeah. um, the two more days can't come any sooner. Hmm. You're going to be back online. Oh, back wait. on the grid. And the joke is, yeah, okay, I kind of know why, yeah. I've, obviously, I've got 30 gigabytes of data in it. Yeah. Yeah, and normally I just. How are you using up 30 gigabytes? So let me. Basically, uh, <laughs> NFL season started, didn't it? Oh. So I'll be like. Because my internet's so terrible, yeah. yeah. And there's been like loads of games on, innit? Like, yeah. I've been streaming, like, all the. Like, so when I'm on lunch, work at, my lunch break at work, I'm watching a game. When I'm. Anytime I'm not doing, like, something productive, mm-hmm. I'm watching football, innit? Like, I like to try to watch a bunch of pre season games. I just get an idea of the players. Um, just. I, I miss football, innit? Mm-hmm. And in saying that I miss football, um, my season has finished. Yeah. Uh, we ended up finishing the season third. Won five games, lost five games. Uh, for a team game, coming back to the Premiership for the first time. Mm. That's pretty good. It's pretty fun. Um, it's off season now. Um, I did say it to myself like Monday when I get back into the gym and start working out for next year. Mm. That's 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 failed. <laughs> Tuesday, I was like, yeah, I'm, my day off. I'm gonna wake up early. I'm gonna go to the library. I'm actually going to go to my local library. Yeah, sit down and start writing a story. Mm. Um, again, that's failed. <laughs> um, so tomorrow after work I think I'm on an early shift again tomorrow when I'm done by like 2-3 o'clock in the morning yeah. so I'm make sure I'm put my gym bag in the car as soon as I'm done no I'm excuses gym, no excuses an hour or so in the gym and then I want to then from there try at least every day um, every day do something productive mm. um, physically wise and then yeah just need to get into shape anyway so mm-hmm. but yeah that's pretty much what I've been up to, what we've been up to. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna head over to the news. Welcome to Blurs or Us News. Alright, news, news, news. There's a lot of news today. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the first time in like episodes, I've actually like written the news down so hopefully we can get through it fairly swiftly nice um 
some of these things aren't news. So I've, I've combined news with random stuff in it, random news. <laughs> so there was a picture on my Facebook here. The Mexican authorities, authorities had seized a massive bazooka. And what it was, yeah, the, the bazooka was designed, yeah, to fire marijuana over the border. <laughs> and so the, the meme was like, Imagine telling your boss I lost the fight the the, uh, the the weed bazooka. I was like, that's quite funny. Um, so that entertained me. Um, Stormzy, um, it's always weird saying Stormzy because I know him as Michael. Um, but he launched a scholarship program. Okay, this is this is a little bit of the racial talk from now, guys. So um, he launched a a scholarship program to send uh, black students to Cambridge. Now, Cambridge is like one of the best universities in the UK, and mm. it's like, it's not elitist, but generally a lot of rich white people go there, innit? Yeah. And it's not somewhere that like black, or not just black, people of color even think about going, because they just think, I'm not gonna get in. Mm. Like, you can apply and they'll give you a fair shot kind of thing, but generally, it's the smartest and the most brightest of students and then uh, it, like their fees, especially now where it's gone from three grand a year to like nine, mm. ten grand a year, only like those well off can afford to go to, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't read the article, but some people are just saying like, oh, like isn't what Stormzy is doing racist? Like he's only providing scholarship for black people. And I was like, mm, well, not really. He's, 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 even though that's the article, the media, the, the headlines, the media are going with, mm. it's for those that that's quite afforded, that are yeah. privileged. Yeah. It's like generally, yeah, most white people in this country can't afford things. Mm. So they generally are the ones that don't need the help. Mm. Yeah. It's the people of color and of ethnic backgrounds who normally aren't in job very well paid jobs that would need the help for their children to do things. Mm. Um, and I just think it's a nice touch, you know what I mean? Like he's a musician and he's using his position his position to like help mm. others. And I think that's that's really good. Yeah. Um it's hard, like not everything is about race, mm. but then a lot of times people then make things about race. race. Do you know what I mean? So and like I said, we'll delve into that a lot more as we go on. Um, I don't have. To I think the idea of um, of using your position within the public eye for good is a is something that will come up later again as well. Mm. The responsibility that you have being in the public eye and being great power comes great responsibility. Exactly. And it's this oh, Spider Man joint. <laughs> yeah, that's quite great timing. <laughs> um, and it's just it's just it's just mad, isn't it? Like he's trying to do something good, and then people are trying to change it into something bad and negative. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, it's a nice touch. I think it's good, and I think especially like you know a lot of people like in the past have like gone against J- Michael Jordan because he's someone that's like you know I don't really care like. He doesn't really do anything for other people, do you know what I mean? Mm. He just focuses on doing what he does, isn't it? Mm. Um, I don't have the the music today because I don't have my laptop or my Xbox here because I, I, I like to put the and days gone and night falls mm. for the rest of the time. Miss your role, 
Though life must go on, we still want to walk with you. Know we're home. It's been a sad week mm-hmm. um, on multiple fronts. And again, like I said, we're not taken away from other people that have died when we mention people of pop culture or people or celebrities. Mm-hmm. It's just that, you know, they're, they're, they're in the spotlight and we know them for a re- for particular reasons, you get me? Yeah. Um, and these are the ones we can remember. And, yeah. <laughs> um, and I know it may seem too, too soon, but we are going to be making a couple of little jokes. So we're not being insensitive. Mm-hmm. It's a situation that's forced us to make these jokes, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So I think the first one that passed away was Aretha Franklin. Mm-hmm. Um, she died at the age of uh, they died at the age of seventy six. Yeah. Um, Aretha Franklin was big. Like I think only in her passing away did I realize like how big she was. Like I think she um, she was the first. Wo- Let me introduce six years. I think she was the first woman. I think to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, really? I, I believe so. That's like, big. Do you know what I mean? I, she I, was in um, Blues Brothers. Yeah, yeah. And then I think she might have been one of the first Black people to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Um, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't have the information here, so don't take that as golden fact check. Fact, fact check it if that's what you want to do. Mm. But that's big. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. She no, she was big. She um. She sang for uh, Barack Obama in his what's the word in, in, in inauguration. inauguration. So she even did. Um, uh, I think one of the Super Bowls. She sang um, the national anthem. I think one of the Detroit Lions like, giving games. She sang. It, do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's just sad. And again, like when you're young, you just think all your all your heroes, all your things like they're gonna. Well, again, you're young, so you're a little bit naive, naive yeah. But you just think that people are just going to live forever, innit? And it's only now that you get older and you, like, realise, like, father time has no equal. Like, no one can beat father time. Mm-hmm. Everyone's eventually going to die. Everyone's going to pass away. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's saying, Yeah, listen, I wish I had to live forever. <laughs> and saying that, like, for those of you that grew up as big fans of Pokemon, um... I'm gonna botch his name terribly. In Shizuku, um, he passed away. Um, that name means nothing to anyone naturally, but he was the <laughs> voice. Voice, not not saying that, but like in terms of like, you know, yeah. like thinking, who the hell is this guy? Like, why why would I know him? I was like, well, if you were a fan of Pokemon, mm-hmm. he was the person that voiced Professor Oak. Oh my days! Yeah, so Oak croaked. <sighs> Didn't get to the. Pokemon Center in time. Right, <laughs> didn't it? Um, back to Rira Franklin now, because this is what these two are going to be linked here. Yeah? Mm. So, go on now, think, 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 of what you're trying to do to me. Go on now, think. Sorry, that song's in my head. <laughs> R-E-S-T-E-C-T. I said that was her, innit? I'm pretty sure. I think you can spell it wrong. Um, but going back to her, yeah, so uh, Fox News, um, which I think. Is owned by Fox, so I'm guessing that's what it's used. <laughs> I think, yeah, but, but, I think it's safe in assuming that. I'm fairly confident on that mm. one. Um, <laughs> Fox News, um, they fucked up. Well, that's what they're known for. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, Fox News, in their breaking news, uh, of because <laughs> again, like this was big, isn't it? Like, yeah. she, she, she was a phenomenal artist. Mm. Uh, she touched a lot of people's lives. Mm. Um, not they, in that way. Not in a James Gunn way. She, he, they used, sorry, a picture of Patti LaBelle 
for the storyline. Now, if you're on your phone or you're, you've got some internet, Look at please that. open up yeah, TikTok. Share. <laughs> Good, like, don't get it wrong. Like, I understand. You know that we make the jokes that all oh, black people look the same, mm. or like Asian people look the same, innit? Yeah. But if you Google Patty LaBelle and you Google Aretha Franklin, yeah, there is a distinct difference between these two people. And um, hmm. it, it, and then Donald Trump also had a four par as well, oh, where he what has he said? What's he done? He basically said that she worked for him, confusing her with um, somebody else. Um, I think it's what he's made. One of his business advisors or something along those lines, but um, yeah, because um, he like sent out a message as well, and people were just like, dude, like she had never worked for you, yeah, and um, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a bad one. Oh, so Donald Trump is just doing yeah. his, he'll come up again later as well. Oh, he, he, he it's yeah. gonna be a full circle episode. Oh. Definitely, so many right. links and, and connections and segues we could use. So many. Hmm. Uh, I thought I had an article here, or not an article, the, the, the voice note, but clearly I don't. Well, um, but I say that the reason I said that. Um, the reason I said that yeah, is because obviously, um, again, this may not be too big to like people in pop culture, but it's kind of big to. semi big to me. Um, so growing up, um, Kofi Annan, I think he was the UN secretary, mm-hmm. um, and um, basically he was Ghanaian, isn't it? Yeah. So I was like, oh, look, a Ghanaian guy in power, like not in power, but like in a in a big role. He was like, he was on he was on the news, and obviously my dad was into politics and stuff like that. Um, so he passed away, mm-hmm. and then um, someone made a meme, <laughs> and the meme was basically saying, oh. Fox News used the image from um, Black, not Black Lives Civil War mm. because the guy um, that Kofi Annan did, does look a little bit like the um, T'Challa. He looks quite a bit like it. Not T'Challa, T'Chaka. T'Chaka, yeah. He looks like T'Chaka mm. and so I thought that's quite funny. Um, mm-hmm. I'll probably post these up on our social media mm. pages. Um, so what was the guy's name? Uh, Kofi, Kofi Annan. Yeah. So was- Kofi Annan's son. He's on his way to the ceremony <laughs> to, to get the, the heart shaped urn. Oh, <laughs> uh, my days. So, yeah, it's, it's just a bit mad. I've got one more, not death. Oh, I've, got, I've got it here. Well, I want to uh, begin today by expressing my condolences to the family of a person I knew well. Uh, she worked for me on numerous occasions. She was terrific. Aretha Franklin. What the hell did I just <laughs> witness? Aretha Franklin ain't never worked for no damn Donald Trump a day in her life. Aretha's whole family trying to figure out what the heck he's talking about. Aretha didn't even like him. Donald Trump done confused Aretha Franklin with Omarosa. Something is wrong with this man. Ivanka, come get your daddy. (laughs) So <laughs> that guy is the president of America. <laughs> it's it's so bad. Like I feel like I should just I, I you don't like there was a point in time here. Yeah, I think it was um Al- Aldi. They were advertising for like um regional manager spots or stuff like that. Mm. And um, you had the the requirements like you had to have a two one in it. Mm. And I was like, 
Listen, if Trump's president, I'm <laughs> applying for this job. Mm-hmm. I don't have a two one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I left uni with a two two. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't have a two one. Mm-hmm. But I get to the interview stage and they say like, um, how did you like? Did you not read? I'm just like, listen, if Trump could be president, <laughs> I could do this job. Like, yes, I got a two two, but um, like, just work, see my work ethic in it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I never heard back, so maybe they realize that uh, this guy isn't qualified for a job. I would have at least liked to call back. <laughs> but, um, no. Yeah, so that's that's that bit of news there in terms of people passing away. Again, it's a shame, mm. you know, but they live... Obviously, we, with the health conditions and age stuff, like, people are living longer in it. So mm-hmm. to get to 70 and 80 and stuff like that, it's still good, you know what I mean? Like, they, they live a, a long life. Mm. Compared to others, you know, where they pass away at like the age of 30 and 40, mm. um, so on and so forth. Well, this guy hasn't died, mm-hmm. and again, I don't know how old he is, but uh, Billy Connolly. Billy Connolly. Sir Billy Connolly. I didn't know he was a sir, but uh, Billy Connolly, you know who he is? The Scottish. I have an image in my head. He's known for having like a purple beard and like multicolored beard. And he's got that like, white hair. Scottish. Uh, well, he does now, yeah. Long yeah, white hair. He does now. <laughs> But, oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I know. It's yeah, Billy yeah. Connolly. He made a film called "The Man Who Sued God." Yeah, which is hilarious because his boat gets struck by lightning mm-hmm. or something, and like catches on fire and and explodes. And when he goes to his insurance company, they say you're not covered for act of God. <laughs> it's an act of God. So he's yeah. like, all right, I'm going to fucking sue God then. <laughs> and he sues the church. And he's like, Technically, if it's an act of God, it's your fault. You destroyed my boat. So. <laughs> Uh, That's funny. That was a good film. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so um, apparently... Um, What's Billy, Billy done now? Billy Connolly has apparently got Parkinson's disease. Oh, yeah, yeah, I actually saw this. And it's really taken its toll on him now. Mm. And apparently he no longer recognises his close yeah. friends. Yeah. So, like... I, I remember I briefly seeing this on Facebook. Yeah, that is sad, man. <sighs> Especially, if, like... Like, it's bad anyway, but... With, with someone that's known for bringing such joy to people's lives you know what I mean and specifically comedy do you know what I mean he brings laughter to people and now he's going through something like this man yeah, sad news it's, so it's fucked in a sense man yeah. but our best wishes go out to everyone all the family members involved yeah, like, in this and just anyone anyone dealing with anything to be mm-hmm. honest like um, it's hard because like not everyone has people to speak to in it, like, mm. and it's hard, like, telling people your problems, especially, like, some people are prideful, some people don't even know that in, like, a riot, like, I always say just never be, like, too scared to speak to anybody in it, mm. like, you always speak to people, there's always these phone numbers or Samaritans and stuff like that in it, like, but then, you, like I said, you can reach out to us, if anyone's out there listening to this and they're thinking, like, I have no friends or whatever, like, you can chat to us because I, I know like for me there was a point in time where I was pretty low down and like the only thing that like cheered me up in the sense of when I was listening to other podcasts because I was like mm. these lot can be my, like I'm not there but then I'm just like they're friends and yeah like, you know what I mean like, regularly and yeah so you know mm. what I mean so not that like you, you reach out to me I'm going to make everything all well I'm just saying you know anyone's out there just wants just want something sometimes you just want to chat to somebody mm. sometimes you are just need someone to entertain them when like everyone like if you work a nights or like and you're only ever mm. awake during the night time when 
everyone else is asleep and mm-hmm. like you've got no one to chat to about nerdy stuff in it mm-hmm. then it, it can be problematic for you because then like I know there's, there's been a couple of times where like I've seen a film and I'm just like I need to speak to someone about this but no one's awake and I just I end up speaking to like Seth in America or someone else from the uh, leftover army do you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, but in terms in, in terms of a little bit more random news um like, I actually had, had to find out if this was through on it because I saw the article on Facebook. And I was like, surely someone's just making this shit up in it. But somebody in, is it Georgia? Mm. Somebody in Georgia stole a mm. van containing ramen noodles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And initially it was reported that the, uh, the value of ramen noodles was $100,000. Mm-hmm. But it turns out, like, basically they stole 800000 they stole nearly a million dollars worth of ramen noodles. <laughs> like, that is mad. That is ridiculous. That is Naruto so himself can't even eat yeah. ramen noodles. And then someone put, put excite us on, on on the army page. I'm not 100% sure if they were joking or not, mm-hmm. but they were like, um, some people stole um, like a van containing a Red Bull. How do they sleep at night? <laughs> Red Bull keeps gives you, you wings, yeah. keeps you up. And then uh, someone else made a joke. They needed it to wash down with a ramen. Which was quite funny. Um, if it was the same guy that got both, that is hilarious. Nah, because I think one was in America and the other one was like in Sweden or, uh, Nef- uh, or one of them countries there. Mm. Um, so that was pretty cool. Well, if you've just stolen 800 grand worth of noodles, you're going to leave the country. <laughs> 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 that is also yeah. true, and a lot of people ain't a lot of people's like offshore account in like Sweden and shit or something. Yeah, like that. Geneva mm. I think is also one. See, um, so then they went down there and right, so uh, Seth sent me this this little bit of news. Uh-huh. I didn't read all the uh, read all of the article. Shout out to I who's have. next game in and losing lives, and losing lives. But um, so obviously, like Disney's trying to take over the world as no. as they, they as they do. Real money is going to become Disney money. <laughs> yeah. like Mickey, Mickey dollars or whatever. <laughs> so Disney's trying to take over the world. And Amazon and also um, Apple are just kind of not having it. Mm-hmm. So I think didn't, at some point someone says that Apple were trying to buy, were looking at buying something. I can't remember what it was. Apple wanted to get into movie business. Yeah, but they were looking, they were looking at, I think it was, was they looking to buy Netflix or something? Uh... No, they couldn't okay, Netflix. Not. Netflix I, is another one of the. It's Disney. I. It's Disney, Apple, and Netflix are the big boys right now. Okay, and, so, and Cam, Comcast or whatever. So basically, um, Amazon want to buy like a cinema chain mm-hmm. in America, mm-hmm. and uh, we were having we were having a pretty good discussion, and I was saying like, what advantages will this give them to have a cinema chain? Yeah. I was like, well, certain not everyone has the Amazon streaming site in it. Yeah, so. Maybe they could show certain events in the cinema and offer yeah. that as a service. Like, you can show their own movies there. Show their own movies. Which will cost them nothing. Yeah. So, um, also, we could go back to like the old school days of cinema where you go to watch TV shows. Like you said, if you don't have Amazon Prime or whatever, yeah. go to the cinema, catch an episode of something. Do you know what I mean? Like, cinema, before TVs were in every household, you used to have to go to the cinema to watch cartoons. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So maybe we're going to get back 
back to that. We seem to be going backwards in every other aspect of yeah, society. I, I, I think the rules, <laughs> obviously, anyone that doesn't want to pay five nine nine every month for like one show, maybe you could watch that one show. Mm. Like, not that one. So let me get my thoughts back. If you only want to see like maybe Lucifer, mm. yeah, you don't want to just pay five ninety nine for this one show. It's true. Maybe you could go to the cinema where, let's say, every Friday, wherever they show the episode, something like that. Mm. Then that could be your way of doing it. Mm. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll see. Like it's only, it's only really affecting those over in America, and so like it's 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 not a problem for us right now, it mm. unless something next happens where. Amazon say they're going to try to buy View. And then, if they try to buy View, then that would be interesting to see what they'll do with it. Because, I remember I said to you, I had, I had Amazon Prime, mm. but I had it for the delivery, the delivery service. Yeah. I didn't know for like, the longest of time here, yeah, that that meant I got Amazon Prime Video. Um, and obviously, once I discovered that, I started to use it. <laughs> but my go-to is still Netflix. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? There's, Every once in a while, like, I go on Amazon Prime because they normally have, like, an anime that's, like, current mm. shown on there. Because mm. sometimes using my laptop is just a bit long. Sometimes I like to just have it in a binge, you know. Mm. Um, and the same that a binge, yeah, I've, there's an anime series called Fate, in it. Mm. And it's, like, an action... It's an action-oriented anime. Mm. And it's really good, mm. yeah. But I could only ever get into eight episodes of each series and I stop. Because each one is, like... is like a retelling of the same story but just done in a, a different style with different twists okay. it's, it's really good like if you check out a trailer of them yeah mm. you, 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 you'll see why I like it basically mm. okay, yeah. um, but I never finish it I always start it I'll binge it for like the first three nights and then I just for it like again to be honest I haven't used my Netflix in ages because mm. I've just been I think it's just went early so I need, I've needed to sleep <laughs> yeah starting at these mad times mm-hmm. um but yeah, well, let me just move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, where were we? Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it I've got for my general random news. What general news do you have? Well, speaking of general random news that you're not sure if it's true or not, okay, I've got one as well. <laughs> what do you have for us? So, Weird Al Yankovic posted on, I don't know if it was Twitter or Facebook, or posted on his social media, uh, and he said, It's finally happening. On Monday, August 27th, so by next Monday we'll know if this was true or not. Um, At 11.30am, I will be getting my very own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Who's this person? Weird Al Yankovic. Who's this? You don't know who Weird Al Yankovic is? He takes songs and then like, makes parody versions of them. Like he took Michael Jackson's Beat It and made a song called Eat It. And he's like, eat it, eat it, eat it. Maybe I might have heard all of his songs, but in terms of the person... We just let the dog out. She's standing by the door. Alright, the dog's been let out. Um, you can go back to talk about Mirror, whatever, my jiggy the jig. Who let the dogs out? Who, who, who? Um, what was I saying? Mirror someone. Oh, someone Weird Al Yankovic. There you go. Yeah, look him up, man. I'm surprised you don't know who he is. Yeah. But um, yeah, so apparently he's getting his own. Um, he's getting his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Is he big enough to get his star on Hollywood Walk of Fame? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. But like the Hollywood Walk of Fame is starting to look a bit weird now. Because uh, 
Ice Cube recently got a whole uh, a star yeah. that literally said Ice Cube on it, not whatever his name is. It yeah. said Ice Cube. <laughs> Yeah, because that's, that's his, his, that his stage name. Yeah. Weird Al Yankovic is his stage name. So is it going to say Weird Al Yankovic on it? I guess so. Weird. Was it Donald, Donald Trump on the Hollywood Wall of Star Wall of Fame or whatever? Uh, probably. Uh, it's, it's been removed now. Good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it says the ceremony is absolutely free and open to the public. Mm-hmm. It will take place at 6914 Hollywood Boulevard, directly across the street from the world famous Chinese theatre. Uh, speakers will include Dr. Demento, Thomas Lennon, and uh, Weird Al himself. Uh, if you're so inclined, come on down and help us celebrate. So if you're in the area, if you live near there, go down and see and let us know if this is real or not. <laughs> because, I don't know, there's a lot of details. I don't really think he deserves it, but who cares? Props to him. Props to him. He is a big popular guy Like I think like, in his prime, he was proper. He was really popular. Like yeah. everyone knew about him. He was kind of like, like what the Lonely Island are now. Oh, okay, do you know what I mean? Yeah, he I just makes know, silly I songs. Know, I know the mm. um, so there's Where's my dick in the box. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dick in the box. Yeah. Uh, what else have I got for general news? Um, Star Wars Resistance. Uh, I think the trailer drop for that, didn't it? Yeah, had its first trailer drop. Uh, did you watch it? No, I haven't seen the trailer. Looks interesting. Um, uh, Oscar Isaac's character, what was his name? Poe. Yeah. Poe was in the trailer um, with BB-8, the little droid. Mm-hmm. So this is taking place in the modern universe, universe of Star Wars. Um they'll probably eventually cancel this to bring back <laughs> Rebels or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how Star Wars TV shows work, but apparently you can only have one at a time. <laughs> but maybe with their stream... Is this for the streaming service? I don't know, you know, because I've not heard any news about this in the streaming service. No, neither have I. So, Actually, I don't think this is for the streaming service because it says, uh, at the end of the trailer, it said... Is it that like Network? No. Disney Channel. Okay, so the normal Disney Channel. Yeah, normal Disney Channel. Sunday, October 7th is the premiere of Star oh, Wars Resistance, yes. So far away. It says Sunday, October 7th, 10p. So I don't know if that means 10pm, but why would you be showing a kid's... Why would you premiere a kid's show on Disney Channel at 10pm on a Sunday? No, when they got, when they got school on Monday morning. That, that Come on, Disney. That's what it says, look. Sunday, October 7th, 10p. What? That makes zero sense. Unless... Wait, that makes no sense to me. It doesn't, does it? Because, unless it's 10 Pacific. Because don't they have... Oh, so they got a time difference. Yeah, I think it's like... Is the time difference three hours though? East, they have Eastern and... um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know the other ones. Western? <laughs> nah, I don't think it is a Western. Central? Yeah, yeah it's Central. They have a Central. Yeah. So then there must be West. If it's East Central, <laughs> the last one's not going to be Southwest, is it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what is Central going to be in the centre of? If East is on one side of it, West will be on the other, surely. Listen, 
I don't know America times is, it? I don't know. Um, all right, so let's, let's let's crack on with the. Um, I've got some gaming news. Okay. Before we get into comics news, have you got any gaming news? Yeah, I've got one bit of gaming news. Do you want me to drop mine first? Yeah, drop mine. Mine's very yeah, minor as well. Mm. Um, so this was actually um, I saw the Who's Next Gaming podcast posted this on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Campbell. Uh, legendary Bruce Campbell apparently is going to be voicing his legendary character Ash uh, in the Evil Dead game that's coming out. Okay. So he was in the original Evil Dead uh, trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so apparently he's going to be voicing uh, Ash in the game. They recently brought back um, Evil Dead TV show. Yeah. Which I started watching. It was really good. I didn't keep. I didn't keep up with it though. Not because it was bad, just because of like time. time and shit. So I'm definitely going to try and get back into that. Um, so yeah, this could be cool. I don't know any details of the game itself, mm. but if he's in on board and he's because he's got an iconic voice and he's just a he's just a great actor anyway. Like he's he's that guy that's just known in the industry just because he's that guy. Yeah. Um, and the other one I've got is apparently. Um, an Uncharted movie yeah has been written yeah the script's finally been written script's done um, and it's going to be starring Tom Holland Tom Holland yeah Nathan, Nathan, Nathan Drake Nathan Drake I don't see it well it's a young Nathan Drake I've seen so a, is it a prequel to the to the games then or I'm guessing so I've seen, a, I've seen one image I don't know if it's a real image from set but he looks good he looks the part yeah maybe it could be a young a young Nathan Drake but like I hate it when they do this stuff like if you're going to make if you're going to adapt something adapt it show us what we want See, I, we don't want you know your favourite game character Nathan <laughs> Drake well here he is before he was good yeah, yeah this is him before you like I thought is it Bradley yes. Cooper Bradley Cooper I thought he would be a good Nathan Drake I I thought um, what's his name Fillion something Sebastian Fillion? No, hold on, let me look it up. Um, Scott Fillion? No, he was in Firefly and shit like that. Uh, I don't know, man. Hold on, I'm gonna, I'm coming. I'm but just... yeah, I thought Bradley Cooper would have made a decent one, unless I'm thinking. Bradley yeah, Bradley Cooper would have been decent. Chris Pratt maybe could have pulled it off. Yeah, potentially. Hold on, let me find this guy and show you. Maybe I think it's Nathan. Nathan Fillion. Fillion, yeah, here we go. See, his name's even Nathan. Yeah, so that would be easy. Yeah, that guy. Mm, his face looks too chunky. Nathan Drake's face is chunky, bro. Really? Mm, I don't know. His face ain't chunky, bro. Nah, I don't see it. You don't see it? I don't see it. Hold on. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna take your. Your advice and open two tabs. <laughs> Nathan, uh, Nathan Drake, Drake and Nathan and Fillion. Nathan Drake. And let's have a look and see. Here we go. Let's see if there is. Um... No, let me do it this way. Hold on, listeners. We'll be back in a sec. <laughs> what did you say, Nathan Fillion? Yeah. Is that with a P? F. F. Yeah. Nathan Fillion. He looks even too old to play Nathan Drake. Look at those. Look at those. He's not that far off. Alright, the black and white picture looks of him and with the Nathan Drake does look good. I, I, I'll give you that. 
Nazi. But how old is Nathan Drake? Because this guy looks, well, 47 is not old, but mm. will he be able to run around and do all the action stuff that Nathan Drake does? Yeah, man. Of course. Do you know, in retrospect, say Bradley Cooper, Bradley Cooper doesn't look nothing like Ah, uh, look, someone's <laughs> even made... Someone's even made a fan film mm. with Nathan Fillion in it, an uncharted live-action fan film with Nathan Fillion in it. Oh, didn't... I think Seth talked about this. Oh, did he? Yeah, one of the episodes. I'm pretty sure Seth talked about it. I didn't even know. I completely forgot to check it out because I remember saying I was going to check it out. It's 18 minutes long, so it's, it's legit. Is it legit? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a fan-made thing. There you go. So there you go. I was right and I didn't even <laughs> know it. Uh, Get Nathan Fillion in on that let's shit. See, let's see what Hollywood does, isn't it? What are you doing? Are you going to play it? <laughs> let's, let's finish the episode and then we can get back to... Um, you can watch that later in your own time. Cool. Um, I'm timing this episode off of Infinity War as well. So if we get and on, this is the longest Marvel movie ever. So if we if this finishes and we're still going, then we nah, need... not not on today's episode. Today's episode should be that long. Yeah. All right. Um, let's get all the other news out of the way before we get to the. Didn't news. you have a gaming news? Yeah, but I'm saying let's get all the news out of the way before we go backwards to the specific news that's going to have a lot of controversy and stuff like that mm. today. Um, so basically, my news is that um, someone was either being extra and watching a demo yeah. or the trailer for um, the new Spider-Man game, yeah. and they noticed the Easter egg. They noticed. All right. Are you gonna spoil something for me? No. All right. I'm just gonna ask your opinion. I've been avoiding. Yeah. All right. All right. So they noticed a certain flag. Okay. Yeah. The flag they noticed, yeah, was the Wakandan flag. Ah. So they're speculating. Does that mean there's a like a an embassy of Wakanda in New York? Oh, yeah, there is. The game developers said, in the map of New York, yeah. you can go to Avengers Tower mm-hmm. and you can go to a Wakandan embassy. Okay. So there is in the Wakanda. But does that mean that we might see characters from Wakanda in this game? That's what I want to ask you. We I... get maybe a glimpse of Shuri? We get maybe... Again, I don't... Black Panther? I don't... Maybe. Maybe Black Panther. Mm-hmm. But... What do you want, dog? What's wrong, dog? You just ate. Yeah, I've fed you. You've had chicken. Do you want to be on the episode? Say hello. <laughs> um, yeah, so what do you think? I, I I would love it. I would love it. Yeah. But I think the um, game developers, again, have also said not to expect too many other Marvel characters in this game. Okay. This is a Spider-Man, Spider-Man game. movie. Yeah. Kind of like how the Arkham series... Just has would Batman. mention like you saw Lex Luthor's tower and you saw all the other things, mm. but they weren't necessarily in it. Okay, that makes I think sense. it's just I think it's more Easter eggs. Alright, cool, cool, cool. Um, like I said, let's get all the news out of the way. So we're gonna go to comment news mm-hmm. before we come to the other stuff. So, cue the music. Crossover ever. Yes. Okay. Comics Comics news. This is your domain. This is yes. your expertise. Yes, here we go. Um, again, I've only got a few quick little things. Little snippets. Yep. Um, Wonder Woman 84. Cast, uh, uh, cast photo was dropped. Yeah, I saw this. I was just like... Mm. Nothing special. I didn't get the relevance. Maybe because I never watched What's It Breakfast Club when I was younger. Mm. I've never seen Breakfast 
I don't know. Well, they said something about. Was it, was it released in 84 or something? Or was it big in 84? Maybe, yeah, maybe. But they said something about. Um, so when they like the morning after the night before, like this is how we all feel sore heads and da da da. So, unless there was an event the night before that I they attended. But yeah, the only reason I bring it up because I didn't know, I don't know what the actor's name is. Chris Pine? No. I, oh, I knew he was going to be My Johnny Whiskey Doesn't make sense Whiskey First of all yeah Why is Chris Pratt back I hate it? that Makes no sense I hate that That shouldn't have happened They're doing it So that Marvel can't complete The Chris Quad um, the, the Chris Quad They've got Chris Evans <laughs> Chris Hemsworth Chris Pratt All they need is Chris Pine And then they've completed The, the Pokedex of Chris's <laughs> <laughs> So DC are trying to hold Gotta on to get them more <laughs> Chrissy Mann <laughs> but um, yeah I don't know I don't like that but yeah, no the thing that. the thing that piqued my interest was that like you said your guy Whiskey mm. from from Kingsman aka uh, the Red Viper aka Man from Equalizer 2 aka <laughs> he's getting out there yeah I love it um, yeah he's in Wonder Woman 2 so expect some snaky behaviour if the film starts I think he's the villain I think he's, the, he's the villain I think mm. him and Cheetah Cheetah are working together maybe yeah he, I mean he's in I a suit I think he's a brother maybe yeah I don't know I've, I've literally heard nothing about it oh really no I've, I've known this for a while um, so the picture had um, Kristen Wiig who's going to be Cheetah that guy who's going to be Whiskey Chris Pine sitting there looking weird um, and Gal Gadot lying across just looking fine uh, and then <laughs> the director I think, that's Patty, I think that's Patty Jenkins in the background looking weird as well one of the weird one of them is the only one anyway sorry I just got, I got to <laughs> what the hell is this guy's name Pedro Pascal there we go that's the one Pedro Pascal's playing and yeah. it's got to be in this movie yeah um, so if the film I'm starts is, man. if the film starts and he's a good guy I hate the fact he's always playing the villain now, dude. Because mm. I've like, because I, I like Game him. of Thrones, isn't it? Yeah, mm. he was good in Game of Thrones. He was also good in the Great Wall. I loved him in the Great Wall. Oh yeah, I forgot. But then he, again, technically in the Great Wall, he was the villain. Mm. And that's why I say to people, don't let the white wash supposed white washing fool you. Is done for a good reason. Mm. Cause white people are bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. <laughs> Same. Um, um, so yeah so there was that um, Tom Cruise is reported oh do you want to talk about that now I was going to combine that with the James Bond stuff okay alright yeah we can yeah, save we'll, that then we'll save that for the James Bond stuff um, HBO mm-hmm. have officially purchased the Watchmen show okay that will be coming out in 2019 interesting um, again I haven't got a lot of details written here but from what I can remember it's going to be set in modern times who watches the Watchmen yeah it's going to be set in modern times so mm-hmm. rather than being set during like when Reagan was president or whatever it was or Nixon was president whoever it was it's mm-hmm. going to be set modern time maybe with Trump in president or George Bush or like Obama because Obama, 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 Obama was the good one in between <laughs> <laughs> He was the chocolate spread in the middle of the the white pieces of bread. It was a reverse Oreo. It was a chocolate sandwich. Reverse Oreo, yeah. Um, so yeah, so apparently it's going to be set in modern time. All the heroes from the Watchmen comic 
uh, or the movie, if that's what you know, uh, will be older now. Okay. Uh, and we will have a lot of younger, new heroes that we haven't heard about before coming in. Okay. Um, so that's yeah, that's interesting. So like 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 in in Watchmen, they was the second generation of heroes, weren't they? Because yeah. you had the original Night Owl, and then the new Night Owl took over or whatever. So then maybe in this show, the second Night Owl is now going to be an older, um, going to be mentoring a, a, a third Night Owl maybe or something. Yeah. Who knows? But um, they did release details of the hero. I just can't remember none of it. So just if you want if that piece of interest, look it up. Uh, but that is confirmed. That is official. That is coming. Uh, so if you like the Watchmen and you want to see where it goes, um, there was a there was a comic called After Watchmen, which takes place which you know, recently yeah, new comics. Uh, once once I think it was once DC um, got the rights for the Watchmen property like fully. Yeah, they went back and did. Uh, a series called After Watchmen and it was all the characters what they did after the Watchmen mm. um, but the weird thing about it is Rorschach had a, had a series but Rorschach died in the Watchmen so I think again I didn't I haven't read them but I think um, it was another guy that's taken up the mantle or something I don't know so whether they base this new show off of After Watchmen mm. or if there's going to be a whole original idea I don't know but Interested. It's HBO. They did Game of Thrones. They did uh, Westworld. And now they're going to do Watchmen. So I, I can see that going down well. Um, so you wanted to talk about crews with... Yeah. Because the only other thing I've got is James Gunn. So do you want to talk about yeah, James Gunn just first? Get James Gunn out of the way. Yeah, James Gunn out of the way. All right. Hopefully, this will be the last time we discuss... <laughs> Unless more, more, unless more comes out, but it sounds like the dust has settled. It sounds like the, it's done. It's yeah. finished. Um, now, um, Alan Horn, who is the chairman of Disney, remember last week I said it wasn't Bob Iger; it was someone else. Yeah, it was Alan Horn. He's the one that's been dealing with this. Um, he released a statement, which I will read. I think this was his original statement uh, when Gunn was first fired. He said, The offensive attitudes and statements discovered on James's Twitter feed are indefensible and inconsistent with our studio's values, and we have severed our business relationship with him. Repeat that again. The offensive attitudes uh-huh. and statements uh-huh. discovered on James's Twitter feed uh-huh. are indefensible uh-huh. and inconsistent with our studio's values. Okay. We have severed our business relationship with him. Okay. That's it. Just straight to the point. Like. Right. So, straight to the point. Um, our business relationship sounds a bit... Mm. That can be viewed in so many different ways. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That could, like, that... You can still kind of bring him on as a consultant. Yeah. Because in a sense, he's then not directly working for you. He's, a, he's working you've hired it from like a external agency that they just help there to help yeah again I might be reading too much into it um, well they Disney have said since uh, I don't have an exact quote mm-hmm. but they've well it's reported that they've said something along the lines of um, they won't be hiring him back now yeah that's that is yeah that's official confirmed. that's confirmed 
uh, because Horn, Alan Horn, met with James Gunn's people. Yeah, they uh, had a meeting, didn't they? Yeah, this was reported by Variety. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you like sources, so um, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Variety reported that um, Alan Horn met with Gunn's people. Uh, Kevin Feige didn't attend that meeting. He wasn't there. Because he was in London. Yeah. Um, oh, not London. I don't know if it was in London. I don't know where he was. But he was not. Supposedly he was in Europe. He was, he was in something like that. in London. Mm. Um, oh, speaking of which, actually, another comic news. Okay. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming set photos mm-hmm. have been released, um, which has, uh, which is like, added stability to all the theories mm-hmm. that um, Spider-Man's going to be like globetrotting like it's yeah, not just going to be in one like location England, France and Spain England, France and or was it Italy I think Italy yeah and the set photos I know it's the same thing it's good it's close the set photos oh do you know would, would, it would, oh, the, the tower piece is like there's nothing else near it but we call that scene so you around and like what if he like swings off it and the the momentum of him swinging off it straightens, straightens it? it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they were too. But what was I saying? Yeah, so there were set photos released of um, Tom Holland on set in Italy on a bridge, okay. uh, which was one of the locations that was reported that they scouted for the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Holland also revealed. He did one of those videos of himself that, like, I'm certain Marvel are telling him to do this because he's releasing information bit by bit, bit by bit, like and, on his Snapchat. And he's known for accidentally spoiling things. Yeah. So it was quite funny though because he's he's filming himself and you can see the bridge in the background mm-hmm. and you can see someone wearing exactly the same outfit as him, not the Spider-Man outfit, just his civilian clothes. Yeah. And you're like, what's that all about? He's standing in the middle of the bridge. It's a stunt double. Yeah, it's clearly a stunt double. Mm-hmm. And Tom Holland is talking about, oh yeah, we're in, we're on set of Spider-Man Homecoming and it's all wicked and da-da-da. And you can see like, um, like uh, memorabilia from, from the town. You know how like a lot of European countries yeah. have like football scarves or tops and shit. So you can see all that. I think it was Vienna mm-hmm. they were in. Um, so you can see all that like stuff in the background and Tom Holland is saying yeah we're filming Spider-Man 2 it's going really well and then he starts talking about doing all his stunts he goes we're just setting up to do a stunt he goes obviously I do all my own stunts <laughs> and, then, uh, and then as he's talking the stunt double in the background <laughs> is doing his stunt <laughs> and a big like wave of water comes and like sh- washes him off of the bridge Yeah. and then he turns around and he's like oh shit and then just turns <laughs> off <and they're> like, <laughs> so it's funny I like what they're doing with him and how yeah. he's in him but so people are speculating that Hydro Man is going to be one of the villains. Hydro Man. Hydro Man. Yeah, I know some of them are silly. Is that actual Spider-Man villain? Yeah, that's a, that's a villain. Oh, Hydro Man. He's like uses water. So Spider-Man with water. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So they're saying they're thinking that because um, apparently he's on a school, a European school trip. Okay. So they're going from country to country, and then maybe while he's in each country, he fights a he villain. Suits up and deals with a villain quickly. In their country. In, Sorry, pardon me. It might not even be like a big deal. It might just be a montage okay. of him dealing with quick little minor villains. Mm, and before the main before we get to um, Mysterio. Uh, Mysterio, yeah, who, who is um, um, 
meant to be a main villain. Okay. But anyway, that was, that was just something I remembered. I didn't even have that in my notes. So, sorry, James Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's not coming back. Um, they've had the meeting and they've agreed, like... Do you think, like, when they had the meeting, um... Oh, what's the name of that song? Oh. The Michael Jackson one. No, Jackson Five. not the Michael Jackson one. The, the, the. Oh, baby, give me one more chance. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he is not one. Deception. Disgrace. That's funny. Deception and outrage. Disgrace for shame. Yeah, sorry. That's he sorry. asked for trouble the moment he came. That would be so true. It's like, <laughs> sorry, guys. Um, I'm a big Disney lover here. Mm. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so they've had the meeting. Mm-hmm. James Gunn's people were like, is there anything we can do? Like, no. <laughs> no, nothing happening. Uh, it's been rumoured, or I, don't, I, I haven't seen confirmed source of this anywhere, but people are saying on the grapevine mm. that they may hire him back for another project later on down the line Listen, but he won't I'm be coming back for soon. Guardians whatever money that I, I was supposed to make for Guardians 3 mm. when I'm on contract this is oh he's getting a he's getting a package well, he's getting like 7 to 10 million or something like that yeah but how much is that related to how much he would have got if he'd done the film I don't know, man. See, that's it the probably thing. wouldn't have been that much to direct a film. Again, I don't know these kind of figures, innit? Mm. But again, I would be I would be like, raw. whatever severance package you're giving me, mm. I want a cut saying that, you know, I get 5% of Guardians 3 or whatever, because mm. that not that normally how they, it works, anyway. they, like, And that's how it works with actors. Mm. It depends what the contracts... You can yeah. set out any contract. Some, some actors get paid just an outright fee. Yeah. And some... Get a, a percentage of the of the profits. Mm. It depends what the contract is set up like. Okay. I don't know, but from what I'm hearing, James Gunn's going to be given a seven to ten million, like um, severance package. Yeah. And okay. Listen, if you want to give me ten million to not make a film, <laughs> that's fine. I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Um, now, a lot of. Um, a lot of people are trying to de- are defending James Gunn, saying that people are, um, like especially his brother and the Guardians actors yeah. and people like that are defending him, saying that a lot of what you hear uh, is taken out of context or it's exaggerated or yeah, it's just I can see. or it's just we, complete. We, we can see where that people yeah. get that from, or or it's just complete lies. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are now saying like. He he's associated with actual paedophiles and oh serious and um, stuff like that, which I can't comment on. I don't know. Um, Did we discuss the picture? No, that's what I'm going to get onto oh, now. Okay, okay, okay. So this was reported by um, Gateway Pundit. Oh, sources, yeah, sources, and giving sources. you sources. Uh, and it was written sources. by it was a, it was an article written by someone called Cassandra Fairbanks. Ooh, so there you go. Okay. Oh, oh. Yeah, there you go. You want your sources, mate? Oh, wait. Take Refer- some sauce. Refer- no, do you know what it is? Like, I don't want someone to come and look like, honestly, we're still, we're still in a small time, innit? Mm. I don't want someone to come along and be like, oh my gosh, you would never believe what these guys said about mm. um, about this person. And this person's like, okay, is that what you're saying about me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to sue you for, like, what's, what's that? 
it, it happened before. It happened in Will Smith. No, it wasn't. It, was, it happened in Fresh Prince, mm. where he took that picture of that guy and then they, they, he sold it to the magazine, mm. and then the magazine wrote like a really wild newspaper icon, and <laughs> he got sued in it. So basically, just me like covering just that. Me with all this nonsense that's happening. Yeah, mm. if we by any chance ever happened to blow, yeah, mm. you know, like, oh my god, you said this guy was a racist. And I was like, <laughs> um, well, we just quoted the source. I just can't mm. remember what the source was. I say, come at me, bro. <laughs> if you want to come at me for everything I've got, technically you've already got it because <laughs> I have niente, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> oh, wow. What happens in them situations? When well, someone's like, I'm going to sue you for $10 million. It's yeah, like, bruv, I don't have $10. <laughs> what do you want? I don't know. What happens know. there? I don't know. I think they seize any assets you have. And if you don't right, have yeah, the assets, maybe, yeah. you don't have the assets, I'm guessing like, anytime you make money, they take a car of it. I don't know. Mm. I've, I've never actually looked into it. I hope I'm never in them situations. Well, no one's taking my assets. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I never get sued. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, so, so uh, Gateway Pundit, um, released pictures mm-hmm. of James Gunn back in the day still again this was like early, early, early years mm-hmm. uh, whoa maybe we shouldn't bring up early years we're <laughs> discussing James Gunn <laughs> oh flip <laughs> um, but yeah so apparently he attended a paedophile themed um, to catch a predator party and he was dressed up as a priest yeah like a Catholic priest with a white collar um, there is a couple of women like these are grown women there's no children actually here yeah, but they're dressed like childish like, like you've like got the women are dressed tails. as like little girls with ponytails and like dresses and skirts and stuff one dude is dressed up with a girl uh, dressed up as a little girl with pigtails and stuff and in one of the pictures he's like lifting up his skirt to show his bottom I don't know <laughs> there's a clown who in this picture is choking one of the girls Oh, you've got more than one picture. There's some, yeah. I've only seen one picture. No, I've got, I've got two pictures. There's yeah. one with a, uh, there's a guy dressed up as a bunny rabbit. So it's pretty creepy. Yeah. But again, it's a, a party. It's, it's a, a theme party. Like the theme may not be the most greatest <laughs> theme. Yeah. But isn't the catch a predator like a show where they catch? Yeah. Beautiful. It's a show. Yeah. It's so a show. Isn't it not like that? That it's a good show in a sense. Yeah. But know. they've, but they're ju- like this is the one. I was, have you seen that one? Yeah, I've seen that one, and yeah. he's the one and the priest on the left. And uh, yeah, and then in the next one, there's like the same two girls. One's drinking a juice box, making like a really sad face. The other one's making a really sad face, and James Gunn's in it with him again as the priest. Oh yeah, so, I've seen it. yeah. The pictures do look. Dodgy, but Dodgy. Then, again, it's, it's adult it's context. It's, again, they, they, this this could be an adult party. Like, I'm not talking about adult as an adult, but I'm talking like on the racy side, isn't it? Mm. So, like, these pictures were probably never meant to be released. You get me? Like, they could have been doing all types of kinky behavior, mm. but with people over the age of 18. Exactly, that's the point. <sighs> See, that's the thing that's bothering me. Yeah, is that like, so that does that mean that if I go to a club event where everyone's dressed up as, as it's a back to school of you know when you're at uni yeah they're back to school yeah school exactly night. I was just trying everyone to think dresses up as like naughty school girls and yeah you wear shorts and, so does that like does that make you a paedophile yeah does that does that lose, mean you should lose your career Ugh. what about yeah I'm going to take it a step further bro 
on porn sites, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they categorize it. Yes. One of the categories is schoolgirl, bro. No matter what website you go on, you're going to find schoolgirl. What does that mean? A million percent. Does that mean everyone's a pedophile? I guess so. Like, well, in, in the context of no Disney, comment, <laughs> no, I plead the fifth. In, in, in the context of Disney, then yes. Yeah. Okay, I guess so. I wasn't saying no comment because I'm a pedophile. <laughs> yeah. I was saying no comment because I watch schoolgirl porn. No, I don't. Fuck. Edit this out. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> what was it? Bookworm bitches. <laughs> oh. Bookworm bitches. That takes you back, man. My my first. Te- it was all like as part of like a, a, a company in it mm. and they had the different little things um, yeah you're right you're you're right does that mean make someone that likes to watch um schoolgirl porn even though the actresses that are involved in it are over the 18 mm. does that make them pedophiles like should they look like <laughs> does that mean like if <laughs> should the if, people have created it be arrested yeah, yeah or does that mean if <laughs> if your manager gets a hold of your internet browser history <laughs> Fired. You best incognito that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, (laughs) incognito is great. Mm. Like, what was the what was the word before incognito? A lot of deleting your history. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Every time, clear (laughs) browser. Clear browser. You don't just clear my browser. Let me just double check. Let me double check. Go back. Turn on the laptop again. Bruv, you could set it so that the history clears when you close the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Those are the days, man. And don't be judging us listeners. Yeah, you did it too. (laughs) Everyone watches porn at some Mm. stage of their life. Uh, Alright, and the last thing I would say about James Gunn. Mm. Um, Let me just read this. Um... So we know that uh, Dave Batista mm-hmm. has probably been the biggest outspeaker, outspoken person about this situation. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the Guardians wrote that thing, but they're like, we kind of like our job. <laughs> so we're not going to get too, like, we'll sign that. Yeah, sure. I wouldn't be surprised if Dave Batista wrote that and convinced everyone to set it, uh, to sign yeah, it. Yeah, do you know, he's you know been pretty mean? outspoken, but like, he's pretty much the only one. Like, I don't, I don't really, I think when asked about it initially um, uh, Chris I don't want to say the wrong one Chris Pratt Star-Lord Star-Lord yeah he was just like you know it's a it's a, it's a very difficult time for him at this moment in time mm. and like he's he's still processing it mm. um, this is like maybe a week uh, maybe a week couple of days after it happened isn't it yeah. but now it's been like two three weeks and like he's not come out and said anything up anything still mm. so it's interesting Mm, it is interesting um, but yeah so he's because uh, we know he tweeted when the, when the news first came out he got fired he tweeted that long tweet yeah uh, now that they've had the meeting and it's confirmed he's not being rehired mm-hmm. uh, Dave Patista got straight back on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> and um, he shared um, an article by screenrant.com yeah uh, about uh, Disney not rehiring James Gunn is a big mistake for Marvel and it's just an article explaining why mm-hmm. uh, so he shared that and he's put thanks Disney uh, like at Disney thanks mm-hmm. Disney making America great again so <laughs> he's, he's, he's basically racist. saying Disney is Trump 
Yeah, I can, you can you can kind of see why though. Mm. Again, it's it's like and we bang about this a lot because again, I think it's been a wild topic. This controversial has happened in the in the pop coach community. Yeah, because like nothing is nothing's happened. He didn't do anything. Yes. It's not like he raped or, or like victims are coming up and yeah. like it's not some Jimmy Savile situation. Do you yeah, know what I mean? It's, like, still, it's still so similar because like I listened to all people's podcasts and they were talking about it and some people are like it's not funny. Mm. And then every time I hear people like oh, none of the things were funny. I'm like hey, have it? no, some of them were some funny. Some of them were kind of funny. They were all like taboo, yeah? They were yeah. all like a bit risky. Mm. Not all of them were funny. Mm. Some of them were a bit riskier than others. Yeah. But some of them were funny. Some of them were genuinely funny. You can't funny. say none of them. Were. Unless, like, my, my, we've, our dark humour is a bit too dark, innit? Mm. I would say I'm a big fan of dark humour, to be honest. But again, I am. I yeah, am. you are. But I wouldn't say I'm a big fan of dark humour. I like it light, you know? Mm. Um, But are we done with all that now? Comedy news, everything? As far as words, I want to, like, it's, it's getting on a bit. Yeah. Well, the last thing I'm going to say about the James Gunn situation is mm-hmm. Dave Batista said he'd only stay on board if they use James Gunn's script. Yep. It had been reported that they will be using James Gunn's script. Mm-hmm. But now they are reporting that uh, although he may be a producer or something or like a consultant, like you said, yeah. for the cosmic side of Marvel, or he might be brought back on for another project later down the line. Yep. They said for now, they're going to use his script but it will be tweaked Guardians <laughs> 3 so tweaked yeah. yeah it'll be tweaked so if I don't know if it's the next director that comes on board yeah so I thought it. that's going to be whoever the next director that comes in is going to be the one that has to make the decision of how much of the script he's going to use mm. so I'm, do you know what Disney I put in my application right now yeah, yeah, this is yeah. like the easiest job opportunity for anyone. They should have a line of directors around the block that should be coming up and saying, "Yeah, I'll direct it. It's up to me how much of the script we use. A hundred percent, every bit of it. <laughs> I'm not changing nothing." <laughs> Somebody should say, "But Dave Batista should do it. He should." <laughs> oh wow! My di- directorial debut, a hundred percent of James Bond <laughs> yeah. script, changing nothing. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not gonna lie. If I was any kind of that like, small time director, or whatever, mm. I would just be like, hey, give me a shot, and I'll just use as much of this script as possible. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's it. So, I mean, we may never hear about this again, or another thing might come up. Hopefully, there's no more, man. I want I this guy to like enjoy his life. I yeah. feel like he's been punished and victimized enough. Like, yeah. like. Don't get me wrong, when you put yourself out there as a celebrity, well, he's not really a celebrity, but when you put yourself out there as like a filmmaker uh, and things like that, yeah, mm. you are in the public domain. Like, it may be a name, but he's probably, we're not the only podcast talking about him. Like, maybe we are, we're one of a few that are still going on about it, but mm. there are people that are constantly going to be bringing it up and saying and saying stuff, do you know what I mean? Mm. Um I'm, I just hope, like, when he's out and about on his daily life, people aren't just coming up to him and giving him shit. Yeah, because he ain't done nothing, man. I, just I, mean, I, I really jokes. hope, like... I don't think... Unless he did genuinely do something, because apparently Kevin Feige... Whereas before, Kevin Feige was like, you made this decision without consulting me, we want James Gunn back. It was reported that Marvel wanted him back. And that Kevin Feige was going to go meet with the Disney heads yeah. and try and convince them. Apparently, after that meeting, Kevin Feige's on their side now. 
Oh, wow. So, unless there's stuff behind the scenes that are even worse than what we know. Kevin Feige's on their side now. On Disney's side. He's back in Disney now. <laughs> exactly. So... James Gunn, you done fucked up <laughs> in, in the past. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so my last little bit of news, um, very brief. Um, I think a week, couple of weeks ago... Just going to get another drink. Um, yeah. I think it was Ronda Rousey yeah. said she wanted to play someone in Kill Bill. Okay, yeah. And, um, again, someone, uh, someone said that uh, Amanda Stegenberg, whatever her name was, yeah. uh, the girl from The Darkest Mind... Uh, she's saying that she would love to play uh, Vivica Fox's daughter yeah. in a new Kill Bill film. Now, I'm very surprised, yeah, yeah, because out of nowhere, certain things are getting traction. Mm. Yeah, where did all of this suddenly come from that there, there's gonna be a Kill Bill three? Because as far as yeah. I'm aware, it's just a one and two, yeah. and. Doesn't Quentin Tino have the, like, the rights to it? Like, only, yeah, he can, only he can make a film about it, I really. So. Unless he sold the rights to someone. And if, Maybe, if he had, but who, we would have known the news, not huh? True. But also, who is going to pick up and try to live up to Quentin Tarantino, do you know what I mean, as a director, mm. and try and make a sequel to one of his films? Yeah, it's never been done. That's a hard ask. Mm. Unless Robert Rodriguez is doing it. Yeah, that's <laughs> no one can. That, that's a that's a or Edgar Wright. Because apparently they're good friends, Edgar Wright and Quentin Tarantino. Oh, okay. And their styles are quite similar. Like Baby oh, Driver yeah. is quite sim- basically seems like a Quentin Tarantino movie to me. Maybe, maybe. But yeah, I don't know where this has come from because yeah, I, I always thought of it as. One and, one and two. Oh, one and two, which is what Quinton said when he was making it. He goes, there's two chapters. So, yeah. And he sees it as like one long film. Yeah, so that's out there. But then does that mean, because I swear um, Vivica A. Fox's daughter was a little girl. Yeah. Because they were fighting and the school bus turned up. Yeah. So and would there be a time skip? It would have to be a time skip. Uh. This girl is like 20, even though she just played an actress that's uh, a role of a 16 year old. Yeah. There would have to be a time. Well, Tom Holland's doing that. It can be done. He's about twenty now, I think. Tom Holland. Yeah, but he's got a really babyish-looking face. Yeah. There, he looks proper young. Mm. All right, so to the like main news. Yeah. Um. So again, in recent times, there's been a lot of traction on on certain guys playing certain people. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna start with Tom Cruise now. Yeah. Again, all of a sudden, out of nowhere. There's a lot of hype of him playing um, How Jordan? I want to say the right one. Yeah. How Jordan. How mm-hmm. Jordan's the white one, right? Yeah, the original one. Alright, and Jonathan Stewart's the black one. John Stewart's black one. Yeah. So there's a lot of traction recently mm-hmm. of Tom Cruise playing Green Lantern mm-hmm. um, in the new DC movie, which is going to be called The Lantern Corpse. Yeah. Um, now, it's funny because obviously at one point Tom Cruise is going to be, it was lined up to play Iron Man. Originally, yeah. Originally, before yeah, it went yeah, to Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. So that's quite amusing. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I don't really see... Like, shout out to Boss Logic here. Boss Logic always does these really cool fan art cover photos and stuff like that and mock-ups of different celebrities as different actors. And he, <coughs> he has done, like, a really good mock-up of Tom Cruise as Green Island. But I still don't see it. I appreciate it. Really? He's a bit too short, but... 
movie magic can make anyone taller. Like Tom Cruise has never appeared short in his movies, no. has he? You know, like five six or something crazy short, like that. Short, bro. He's shorter than both of us. So, but supposedly, um, I think uh, this was I uh, listened to um, Cedar Cast. Yeah, supposedly um, the woman that kisses him in a Mission Impossible, she like steps up to kiss him, kind of thing. But she's taller than him. <laughs> so they were just like, wait, how did that happen? Mm. So that's that's jokes. Uh, they were like, oh, maybe he was um, uh, standing on a box or something, which is jokes. That is funny. Um, yeah, that's mad. Um, yeah, so you see it? You, you can see it? I can see it. He's a good actor. Like, and, no, and, and he's he, a good he, actor, but he, he... What they were saying is, um, it would they're, they're kind of going to do an Ant-Man where they're going to skip the original and just have Hal Jordan be an older, like, Green Lantern. He's been through all the shit. Yeah. And he's going to maybe be training up the new Green Lantern or something. I don't know. We're going to have multiple Green Lanterns, like um, Hal Jordan, John Stewart, the black one, and maybe Guy Gardner as well, the, like, ginger red. Tom Cruise is my height. Tom Cruise is your height. 1.7 metres. Which is how many, how much feet? Uh, 1.7 meters in feet three five seven well five point six so I'm five seven so I'm mm. maybe I'm like a, a tight taller yeah. I claim that tight <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm claim that tight I'm five seven mm. but Cruz has the hair he's got the hair <laughs> uh, I guess mm. Mm. Um, I don't think I could take a fight <laughs> I can look him in the eye yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um that's true, no. He's never looked smaller in any of his no. movies. Bro, but he's short, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> cool. Um, um, the reason I think this has built up traction again, mm-hmm. because this came out recently. We've already spoken about Tom Cruise being the front runner for Big Green Lantern like time ago. Mm. And that was because... Um, um, the director of Mission Impossible yeah. was said to be in talks to direct hey. and so everyone assumed he'd be bringing Tom Cruise with him makes sense I would do that <laughs> um, the director apparently isn't doing it anymore mm-hmm. he, he's not on board uh, something about the script or something maybe he, he's not into it Yeah. so he's, he's, off, he's not on board anymore he's gone mm-hmm. um, but I think so it doesn't really make sense for people still to be saying that Tom Cruise is yeah would do it. However, I have seen and again I'll give you the source because I know you like sources. <laughs> <laughs> um, who was my source? Who was your source? So IGN, IGN have reported who I wanted to go apply and work for. Mm. Like all their jobs was in San Francisco, and I had hmm. none of the qualifications needed. Oh shit. Well, that's Trump's president, so... Yeah, no, no <laughs> this, this one, it was, someone posted it on like, one of the black groups I'm in, and they were just like, oh, IGN's hiring. I was like, I would love to yeah. work for IGN. Mm. So I went on a Twitter feed, and they were looking for, like, a, a, a producer for, like, video things, and it was like, oh, someone that's, like, already got, like, a massive social media presence, familiar mm. with using this kind of software, mm. and stuff like that. I was like, well, that's not me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so IGN have reported. So yeah, they were the executive editor features. Mm. Nah. Edi- <laughs> editorial producer. Nah. <laughs> Associate video technician. 
<laughs> and like when you clicked into it and like they showed you like like the, the stuff that you needed I was just like god damn it yeah. <laughs> like, I have to go to uni again for about seven years to get, <laughs> get these kind of clothes. and like one of them was like you need to have had like three years like social media like running someone like a social media account kind mm. of thing I was like nah mad <laughs> <clears throat> I barely run all social media yeah <laughs> Ah, that's funny. Mm. Um, but yeah, so IGN reported mm-hmm. uh, that Tom Cruise is the front runner for Green Lantern. Yeah. But the only thing that's holding him back at the moment is the script. Apparently, he's waiting on changes to be made to the script. Mm. And then, if it is up to what he up to his standards, then he'll be ready to. So what that. I what I did see and what I did like here, yeah, mm. and again, these are the rare occasions where I I, I can support it. Yeah. Mm. Um, someone was saying, um, have Tom Cruise mm-hmm. play John Stewart, who's traditionally black, yeah, and have someone black play Hal Jordan. Interesting idea. Again, again, just that that in a sense, not role reversal, but race reversal. Yeah, I, I thought it might create interesting dynamic to it, but um, that that's the only thing that when I saw it, I, I was a little bit intrigued by it. Because I didn't, I wasn't a fan of Tom Cruise as Green Lantern. Mm. Don't get me wrong, I don't, I don't think I've ever, I haven't, I haven't seen any of the um, Green Lantern movies. So there's only been one. There's <laughs> only been one. I thought there's been two. Yeah. Green Lantern. Yeah. There was that one with Ryan Reynolds. I thought there was two. Nah, they wouldn't make another one after that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what there. They gave up and started making a DCEU. I honestly thought there had been two Green Lantern movies. No, there's only one. There's only one? Yeah. Okay. That's um, interesting. It's so bad, it feels like two movies worth of badness. There's <laughs> <laughs> only one. Okay. All right. Cool. Mm. You learn something new every day. Yeah. Um, and then, again, this is where we get into the meat of things, yeah? Traction. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So, back in the day, like a couple of years ago, yeah? Yeah. There was rumours that people wanted, like, you know, they just, oh, to play James Bond. Mm-hmm. Um... Again, out of what perceivably seems as nowhere, all of a sudden, all these newspaper, well, newspaper, media, what do you call it, media outlets, oh, yes, yeah. are just, you know, going ham of um, just Elba to play James Bond. Mm. And um, what's added fire to the fuel is, um, I think on his Twitter feed, yeah. he posted Elba, Idris Elba, and left it as that. Yeah, yeah. Then... That, maybe that was on like Friday and I think Monday night because obviously um, this guy's I want to see he's talented isn't it yeah but he's also got his fingers in a lot of pies isn't it yeah yeah so he was DJing somewhere yeah and um, the first song that he played um, was one of the Bond theme tunes oh, okay and again so he's like, milking so, so he's yeah so yeah. right now he's mil- like mm. it's as if he knows that he's either getting it or he's just, you know, fuck it, like, I'm just gonna let this, I'm gonna mess around with this as long as possible. Um, and it's funny because, like, a lot of you people have been uh, creating videos about it, yeah? <laughs> So, I wanna play the, the funny one first. Yeah. Because the funny one isn't as controversial and as, um, we don't need to get into it as much. Mm. There's nothing better than people getting butthurt about a hypothetical situation. Yeah, that's not even <laughs> happened. I said, I want to play the funny one first because yeah. I love the funny one. It, it, gives, it gives me so much jokes. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is the massive debate now. Why is there no black James Bond? Oh my God, there needs to be a black James Bond. Why is there no black James Bond? How come you've always got to pull out the black card all the time? Why is there no other cultures? Why is there no Chinese James Bond? Why is there no Indian James Bond? Why is there... I mean, we can go on forever here. You've got to pull out black all the time because you're the racist. You mm. want to be, oh, I'm very liberal. I wanna... You're always talking about black people about this and black people. But you're the one who can't relate to what's going on. You're the kind of person that goes up to a black guy in the office. You know what? I love rap music. I love crime music. But I'm the accountant. I know, but I, I, I'm just, I'm just saying. Anyway, have you got the accounts, Brian? And secondly, <laughs> James Bond is an upper-class wanker. He probably went to boarding school with Sebastian, Giles, and Timothy, playing all those games they used to play back in the day, like Soggy Biscuit and choking <laughs> each other off in the broom cupboards. And like David Cameron used to do, pounding out a pig's head. None of my black friends used to do that in public school. James Bond drives around in an Aston Martin. You ain't gonna get no black spy driving around in an Aston Martin when he's getting stopped and searched all the time. How's he gonna get insurance on an Aston Martin? Me and my two black friends were once driving around and two riot vans pulled us over, stopped and searched us, checked everything. And that was a Renault 5 1991 model. Imagine if we were driving around in an Aston Martin. We would have got gunned down there and then. People are saying, you can't have a black James Bond. They'd have to rewrite the character. I don't see no black man ordering a martini, shaken, not stirred. Mm. Hey, give me a rum and Red Bull, mm. shaken, not stirred, rude boy. I'm no pussy, all set. And why is there no Indian James Bond? My Bond that Panchot, James Bond, Bond of the best one, Golly Panchot. So that was a funny one. Again, some good points made there. Yeah. Um, it's true though, like, it would be hard in today's world, yeah, just because of how society views black people and not even just black people people of colour to be thrust into these situations because it's true yeah it's not as bad now as it was back in the day mm. yeah but you know racial profiling police did, did stop and search a lot of black people mm. again sometimes black people don't help, help themselves because a lot of black people are the ones that generally are robbing cars and stealing and doing nonsense you get me mm. so you got to take it with a little bit of hit yourself but then in that in that situation, it would be hard. Like you go to like a function for the upper class here. There there will be a handful of black people there at the most, and especially if it's one that's gonna be with criminals. Hmm. You're gonna look out of place. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'll be like, "Why are you here and not selling weed in Brixton?" <laughs> you know what I mean? They're gonna be watching you a lot closely than than other people in it. Hmm. Now. Again, we'll get into the other, other video in a search here, but I'm going to coin the term here, the Black Panther effect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a business decision. Mm. Yeah. This is a smart business decision, yeah. potentially. Yeah. Yeah. I think, because I, I, I had a discussion with my friends when this video came out, innit? Mm. Um, the highest grossing James Bond film, I think, is Skyfall. Um, yeah. And that's only like. 1.2 billion dollars mm. i'm gonna try to quickly bring up the box office mojo um that's good yeah but that's not marvel money in terms of how much marvel can kind of bring in um and how, how things like star wars and all the other franchises like look at fast and furious mm. do you know what i mean that, that's that's like that's good hollywood money but that's not great hollywood money mm. yeah and like if they were to bring in, let's say, a, a black you know, character... Yeah. Just quickly, Hollywood have, have really, like, 
their eyes are bigger than their stomach or whatever <laughs> the expression is. Not every movie needs to make a billion. Do you know what I'm saying? No, it doesn't. Like, so not every like Marvel movie makes a billion. 1 billion, 108 million worldwide. That's good. It's the highest grossing. Yeah, that's good. That's but good. Honestly, again, if you think of, if you think about, I would time, never have thought a James Bond movie would cross a billion. So that's good to me. That, that like, there good. are Marvel movies like, yeah, Marvel are known as the big money makers, yeah. Yeah. But apart from certain tentpole movies like Avengers guaranteed a billion yeah yeah Iron Man 3 I think made a billion Civil War made a billion and Black Panther made over a billion and that's it the rest of them don't make a billion do you know what I mean Mm. they make about 700 to 900 million which is still good yeah but like not every movie needs to be a billion dollar hit no like like Ant-Man and the Wasp right now so you see that like 466 million worldwide. Oh, that's not looking good. That's this <laughs> is not looking good. Looking good. <laughs> but it was always going to be a hard someone, ass following. Someone shrunk their profit there, mate. It's, it's, it's going to be a hard ass following Infinity War, though. It was going to be a hard ask. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It was going to be hard. Regardless. But then saying that, I love this scene. A lot of times. <laughs> yeah. We've reached the Battle of Wakanda, so we have I, a lot I, of I, I love that scene. I love. I just. Like, because what, what, again, like, I love human nature mm. because even though you've got, like, the, the hero characters, yeah, mm. who are, like, in a sense, slightly enhanced, etc. Yeah, especially, like, uh, Black Panther, Captain America, mm. um, Scarlet Witch and that, yeah. Mm. Everybody else is a just a normal person. Yeah. A, a human being. Yeah. Like, they're going up against aliens. They know that their chances of success mm-hmm. is, like, slim. Yeah. Yet, they're still down. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah, true. I was actually surprised. Looking at it, the amount of Marvel heroes that don't have powers is a bit ridiculous. Yeah. Like, a lot of them are suit, like, tech. you got Falcon. you got um, Iron Man. Do you know what I mean? War Machine. Ant-Man. Like, they've got powers, but it's from the tech. It's yeah. not from them. But they're still human. But you they're, shoot them, yeah. they're, they're, they're murked. Yeah, it's true. So mad. Anyway, you was right. We shouldn't have had this on in a minute. <laughs> um, but, in terms, like, so... What was he even talking about? The Black Panther effect. Yeah. So they're hoping, yeah, with casting a black character as James Bond, yeah, mm. will get moviegoers that would generally not go and watch a James Bond movie mm. to go out and see it purely because of the person that's playing the character mm. now this could work in two ways one it could work because Idris Elba has a lot of fans mm. yeah and a lot of people m- would want to go and watch Idris Elba uh, it, Idris Elba's movies yeah secondly the other way it could happen is that black people may not care about James Bond yeah yeah it's not so, like which black, I don't think they do too Black Panther worked because obviously there was a lot of black culture references mm. in the movie mm-hmm. it, it was a cultural thing. It was a celebration of African heritage. Yes. Having a, a almost fully black cast. Yeah. Representative of, in a positive manner. Like, even when black people are superheroes, they're like Blade or Spawn or, do you know what I mean? Like, evil, dark. Like, yeah. This is an African king. Do you know what I mean? So Royalty. Royalty. With the best tech, like, known to man. Mm. Like, that's why that was culturally significant. Yeah. And that's why that made so much money. Making Bond black 
not going to have the same effect. Well, in hindsight, because in hindsight, that's how we feel. We don't know, it might. Not hindsight. In hindsight is when you look back. What's when you look forward? Foresight. In, for- <laughs> in foresight there, baby. Oh, we, we don't know until it happens. Mm. Well, no, this is my prediction. This is mm. my... my Assessment of it, like my, my risk assessment. I, <laughs> I don't think it's worth it. I think they're going to lose more money than they'll make. I think because, with this one, they'll lose yeah, more money. Because unless they make James Bond an African spy and like the, the like MI5 or whatever is now located like in, in like Ethiopian headquarters <laughs> and shit, do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's not going to have the same effect. And if they do take it that deep, yeah. A, why don't they just make another film? Mm-hmm. About an African spy and make it not James Bond because of the name. But, yeah, I hear that. But the but, name, but the then, brand, the name James Bond carries a spy. But is it worth? Wait. Is it worth ruining? Like, I'm not saying it will ruin it, mm. but in in the eyes of the current fans, mm. is it worth ruining that franchise for them? Yeah, to bring in a new audience. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You have the potential to lose more money than you earn. Yeah, yeah they, definitely. Like you said, I don't think a lot of I don't think a lot of people are bothered about James Bond at the moment, let alone black the black community. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's never been on the top of their list. No. And to hear Idris Elba is playing James Bond, I think you're going to get more middle-aged women in the cinema than anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I think right now, in a sense, to capitalize on the the Black Panther effect, yeah, mm. now is the time to do it. Like, yeah, we're yeah. getting a lot more movies with black leads and black yeah. support actors that are doing well. Yeah. And look at Sterling K. Brown. He's in a lot of shit right now. I think he's still he's still yeah, he's still got he's still got predators to come out of him in it. Yeah. Um we got we have Black Clansman, all the arms that Black Clansman. Like we're getting a lot more like in a sense black oriented movies, which is which Equalizer is, too. Which is a which is a good look. Yeah. Um and again it's hard because a part of me is excited to see it. Another part of me isn't excited to see it. I would love to see Idris Elbow's Bond. I think it it suits so much. I think, but the emphasis there's been so much emphasis put on him being black. It's tainted it. I think mm. all of this controversy around it. When I thought, when someone said, "Do you know what Idris Elbow would be a good Bond?" I didn't think, "Oh my God, the first black Bond." Da, da, da. I yeah. just thought, "No, that is a sexy, suave, sophisticated guy who looks good in a suit." James Bond. James Bond. Do you so know what I mean? again, for me. The reason why I like Idris Elba as James Bond, yeah, because mm. remember, I'm not a fan of changing... And he's English. He's English. Yeah, he's I'm not old. really too... I've never really been a fan of changing people's race mm. in movies, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. The reason why I like this, yeah, in terms of the way Idris Elba is, yeah, I think he could be a perfect balance of old school James Bond, yeah. which I'm a big fan of, yeah. and new school James Bond, which I'm not a big fan of, but I know the current generation love Daniel Craig and love that greed action style to it I'm like and the opposite I, and I feel like it just could do balance that a lot better than most yeah. he could do the rough gruff Luther stuff yeah and then he could also be the suave, the suave. Yeah, yeah yeah I can see that I think he'll be really good and thinking about it he is better for the role of James Bond than a lot of white actors out there nowadays I can't think of anyone <laughs> who would fill the role of James Bond better than him the only problem is he's black yeah Cause imagine sending him out on a mission in Russia, like yeah. you've been sat in this cafe for an hour. What are you doing? 
Like, Ravi best move on. Yeah. Like, you, you wouldn't even have to deal with the villains. You don't have to deal with the locals. Like, mm. it's just long. It's just long altogether. Mm. Um, so, again, I just think too much emphasis has been put on the wrong thing. Mm. If they just came out and said, Idris Elba is the best person for the job, regardless of skin colour, he fits the role of Bond. Yeah. He's English, he's suave, he's like suit, da 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 all of that equals Bond, right? Yes, to an extent. You can't argue with that. But but, every, but because he's black, and emphasis is put on, oh, we're going to make James Bond black now, the Black Panther effect. And we're going <laughs> to... Like, because it kind of is. I, I love that expression because, yeah, it's true. Since the, and and Weasley Planet, Planet bring it up a lot, where yeah. Hollywood always learns the wrong lessons for its movies, yeah? When the Dark Knight made all its money... They were like, let's make every superhero dark and gritty, even Spider-Man. It's like, no, <laughs> we're done, don't do it. And then, then when Deadpool came out, it's like, yes, all right, every superhero movie is going to be R-rated. No, Batman versus Superman shouldn't be R-rated. Stop mm. it. And now that um, Black Panther's come out, they're like, okay, we need everyone should be black. Yeah. It's like, no, just stop learning the wrong... Let's just move. make a movie that... Is good. Is good, first and foremost, is good. Yeah. B, if it's based on something, stick to the source material as close as you can. And if you can't, give it the same soul, give it the same feeling. Do you know what I mean? If the you same can't, gravitas. The same gravitas, yeah. And B, I'm sorry, but you're never ever going to replicate the success of Black Panther. No. Marvel isn't even going to do it. <laughs> it's impossible. Well, they did with Infinity War, though. Infinity War killed it. Infinity War is a different thing yeah because I think Infinity War had had a little bit of the Black Panther effect it did it was like it bought because it came just after Black Panther yeah. Black Panther was still in cinema with this so you could go <laughs> watch one and the other yeah like, and you lot. had Black Panther in this movie exactly you yeah. had a, and, and they had a lot of Wakanda in this as well but not even that you had every franchise so you've got the Doctor Strange fans come to watch this Iron Man fans come to watch this mm. the Black Panther massive darkness have come to watch this like you've got Spider-Man fans have come to watch this yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy fans like this has everything but if you look at like the first Avengers movie yeah mm-hmm. it, it, it it made all the money yeah and then you look at Avengers Age of Ultron didn't do as well no. because you can't replicate the first time mm. the first time all of these heroes have been put together in Avengers was amazing, it was amazing. Watching, it again, watching it again in Age of Ultron it's kind of like oh they're back we're over it and it's like Daredevil the first season of Daredevil amazing by the time season 2 of Daredevil comes it's like oh there's more of this yeah so the fact that the first Black Panther like when you're the first black superhero African movie Mm. done that way it's gonna I don't even think Black Panther 2 is gonna do as good as Black Panther do you know what I mean yeah because it's gonna be more of the same it's just gonna be like (laughs) It's going to be like, okay, here's Black Panther again. Yeah. Enjoy. It'll mm. probably make around about the same It'll make money. a billion. Yeah. But, okay, it's like but it's not going to break records like, like it billion. did. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's, no, it's and then, and also, all the all the white people that didn't like Black Panther <laughs> because of the white guilt it made them feel, yeah. <laughs> they're probably not coming back for the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> so right, it's not going to make all the Let me play the, a little bit more controversial video. No, Idris Elba, you cannot be James Bond. You will not be 007. No matter how many tweets you put out saying I'm Elba, 
Idris Elba. It's not because you're a gentleman of colour, it's because James Bond isn't. He's written as an upper-class, arrogant, white toff, born with a silver spoon in his mouth, nurtured by Eton and Sandhurst, and well-connected by his Swiss family fortune. And it's not about talent, Idris. Many people love you almost more than you do yourself. But please, can someone on your team come up with their own ideas or their own material? Must we perpetually crowbar in gender and colour where it doesn't fit? Our imagination is a precious thing. The way we love these characters matters, as evidenced by the outrage when someone attempts to mess with the things we love. So you see, Idris, it's not about... I don't know if that's the whole thing, but again, the reason why this one's a bit controversial is because this woman's known for saying like racial shit in it, and she's known for like she's got more of a patronizing demeanor and yeah, and it's the way she says her. Mm. But some of the points she made was right. Name one. <laughs> okay, maybe, she... maybe maybe not right, yeah, yeah. But in terms of the character and what the character's known for in it. Mm. It would be very hard pressed, yeah. Like we make jokes about it all the time, like when you get certain black characters, black, black people speaking like the proper Queen's English and yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> well, like, that will come up again later. Um, <laughs> how many of like obviously we're based in South, innit? Mm. Yeah, we're based in Craig and Gotham, as we like to call it. Yeah. Um, how many rich black people do you know? How many toffs or? I'm guessing that like, this basically means like the upper echelon of yeah. society. Do you know I, I mean? don't know many, but I don't know any toffs. <laughs> I don't know white toffs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know rich, posh white people. Mm. But everything she said there, like, oh, he needs to have a family heritage and family fortune and he needs to be at the best schools and be a toff. And I'll put one name to you. Carlton Banks. <laughs> Apart from being suave, he's James Bond, bro. He's got the money, he's got the family connections, he's been to the top colleges, he, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that was, how long ago was Fresh Prince? Oh, that was a while ago. If you're telling me that can happen then, you're telling me it can't happen now. Oh yeah, again, I do get that, and you can have that, you can have, maybe his parents were like Africa royalty that moved over to the UK in like the 60s, mm. and have just kept their wealth up. Do you know what I mean? So you, yeah. you don't know. You can have a black person going to eat. We get like even though it's a rarity, as we mentioned with the Stormzy thing, like you do get black people that go to Oxford and Cambridge. Mm. It's just not as common as the white people that go to Oxford and Cambridge. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, Again, I think this has been turned into a race issue. It right? has been turned into a race issue, and because it's a little bit bad, yeah. Because like she's talking of it, like because obviously, like whenever like white people want to cel- celebrate themselves, we always like bash them because it seems like they're coming across racist, isn't it? Mm. Like, white people, <laughs> we make jokes like, white people have no culture. Mm. But they kind of do. They've got tea and crumpets. They, they've got fish and chips. Do you know what I mean? Like, they do have stuff. Mm. And for them, I think they feel like James Bond is is for them, in it? Mm. So that's why they're a little bit upset by it. And like I said, like, even though, it, I, I don't, I've never read any of the James Bond books. Mm. Yeah? But, I can see their kind of point of view of this is like if they made Black Panther or Storm White. It's not the same. Yeah, explain. You can't just say not the same. And I, I, I know where you're coming from. Uh, it's not the same because A, they are different. In a way, 
Which, okay, let's, let's maybe not Black Panther and Storms, they're African, they're like, they're Russo. Yeah. Okay, let's say Blade and um, Spawn. Iconic black superhero characters, where their race, as far as I can tell, mm. their race does, their, their race is only because it was a lack of African American characters yeah. at that time. Yeah. Now, see, it, that's that that's the thing. You've just hit hit it on there. Yeah. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, it's different now or back then. No, I'm saying it, it's it it's maybe more back then. Yeah. But it's different the other way around. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? If you're taking a, black, a, a, a traditionally black character mm-hmm. and making it white, mm-hmm. it's known as whitewashing. Yeah. But if you take a traditionally white character mm-hmm. and make it black, it's called diversifying. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is wrong, but it was due to a necessity. Like you said, there was a lack of black characters. Yeah. And rather than invent new characters or... That may not be successful. That may not be successful. Just make Nick Fury black. Mm. Just... Do you know what I mean? Just, yeah. So, that was out of a necessity in a way to bring in a new audience and make people feel more included in it. Yeah. Now, this whole James Bond thing, again, I think... It's been turned into a race thing where it shouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, regardless of race, regardless of anything. When someone attempts to mess with the things we love. So you see, Idris, it's not about. I feel like I'm sorry. I feel like I've missed. I, I didn't get the whole video. Mm-hmm. But anyway, carry on. Yeah. Um, I feel like this whole race thing is taken out of context. He's the best guy for the job. James Bond, yeah, he's a, he's a posh, went to the finest schools and drinks martinis and drives an Aston Martin mm. but nowhere does it ever say as far as I know he's a white guy say that again sorry I, nowhere is it imp- like does it say or is it important to his character mm. that he's a white guy mm. you can have a black guy like that it's, it's, again, it's so you can have a black guy be rich you can have a black guy be posh look at black handsman that we talk about he said why can't a black guy speak the Queen's English yeah, do you know what I'm saying? It's not like James Bond's gonna come and say "Wagwan blood" like smoking. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like and it's gonna be the James Bond you know. His character should, is gonna be exactly should, the same. They, they should have. They should actually have like you know that like you get like again not to be offensive. Yeah, you know them white people that are like they 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 um embrace the bra- the blackness mm. and like you. Not in the in the in the ah. not in a bad way because some people do it and it's like mm. nah like you're just putting it on in it yeah but like when some people just embrace the culture embrace everything about being black and like they understand mm. like what is like obviously they're not black but they understand like what we go through and stuff like that. Um, I've just solved this problem. You saw what you've got. Okay, cast James Bond as whoever you want. Who cares? Yes, white guy, whoever. I have a solution as well, but God, make a soft movie. Make a Shaft movie. Wasn't there a Shaft movie back in like 2001? There was one recently and Samuel L. Jackson played him. Yeah. But make another one. Make another one. Idris Elba. And Shaft. Yeah, okay, that could work. But in terms of, like I said, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the, the power of the name behind it. Shaft is, is a what, powerful name. Yeah, no, I'm t- but in terms of James, James Bond? Yeah, but... This is why, remember when we said, like, oh, the Ghostbusters of all women was, was meh. But it's because they, they were using the name or something that we all knew and loved. Mm. And that's why it, it, it didn't bang. Exactly, and that's the problem. If, if 
they came, if they come out now and say, okay, if if if, if they come out now and say, all right, Idris was just fucking with you, you. <laughs> but we are making a shaft movie, and it's gonna be shaft. Do you know how women across the land will just like rejoice? Oh, it's going nuts! It's going crazy. Black people will be happy. Like we're it's getting crazy. It's not going crazy no more. Black people will be happy. We're getting an iconic shaft guy back, played by. Idris Elba, who would pull that off 100%. Luke, you're there. How would you feel about Idris Elba playing James Bond? I'd love it. Why would you love it? He's just, he's he's the right character, isn't he? He can play that kind of, it's like Luther kind of, like, that that, um, accent and the way he acts. He's seen, sorry, yeah, go on. No, no, that's it. Yeah. But I think think what people are worrying about Mm. is that he's going to turn Bond's character into Luther, but they're two different characters, no? No, but I think I don't think people can see him being speaking proper Queen's English, which Daniel Craig did. He does most of the time anyway. Does like, he? Not really. He talks like a British, like he talks like a southerner. He talks yeah. like he does talk pretty southern. That's what I'm saying. Talks like a like a fucking. Like Cockney guy sometimes. Yeah, most of the time. He, he does actually. But again, it's called acting. <laughs> <laughs> you just get the man to act. Yes, change of voice. Everyone can do it. Oh, that shake. Like, do you know how many American superheroes are actually British? Yeah. Superman is British. Spider Man is British. Mm. Um, Doctor Strange is British. The guy that they just cast to play Cyborg is British. There you go. He's from the ends. Exactly. <laughs> So you can, he's from the end, isn't he? He's from the end. So you can change your accent. You can change. You can act a certain way. Like look at look at um, John Boyega mm. between Again, Star Wars. He's not from Ireland, but he's from Beckham. Yeah, exactly. But you look at Star Wars, and then you look at Pacific Rim. Two mm. completely different characters. Yeah. And then you look at um, Attack the Block, which was his first movie. Attack the Block was sick. Yeah, completely different. Do you, oh my gosh! You know I didn't even know that I met Trifle. Yeah. No Did one, you? yeah, you see wrong Oh, because you, you went to see Yardi, yeah, yeah, I went to see Yardi, and you were like, oh, isn't that Triumph? Yeah. Bro, if I'd known that that was, that was Triumph, <laughs> yeah. You'd have said, Trevor. I'd have, said, I'd have <laughs> had a whole conversation with him. I'd be like, you know what, yeah, your fans can wait in it. We need to talk about this. Mm. I, I was like, I'm actually a little bit glad I didn't speak to him more. That's the second time you've met an iconic black <laughs> and <laughs> not known who it was. And it's been baffled, like, who the hell That's so terrible. Uh, I've had two exclusives by now. No, uh, yeah, it's like, like, can I get you on a podcast? <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna tweet John Boyega and like, listen, can I interview you? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, just shoot your shot in it and just be like, raw. Tweet your friend Stormzy. I <laughs> should <laughs> actually. I haven't spoken to him in ages. Um, yeah, so um, no, that, that, that's that's pretty much. It's interesting. Okay, my fix for James Bond here hmm. is because as far as I was, even though you said that one of the movies. It's confirmed that Daniel Craig's James Bond is James Bond, mm. yeah. But I've always, at least with the, the numbers anyway, it's a moniker, isn't it? It's a code name. So my thing is, your first ever movie with Idris in it, he's 008, okay. yeah? And you do have a 007. Mm. As the movie progresses, something happens to 007, mm. and he dies, mm. yeah? And Idris Elba finishes a mission. They recognise, like, how recognised Idris Elba's work he gets promoted to 007 mm. and he continues with the moniker of using James Bond because mm. that's the name everyone knows 
and fears as the super spy kind of thing, mm. innit? Yeah. And he just uses that name. Yeah, that's And then anyone that's never met James Bond, or just be like, well, I, I, they can even make a joke about it, like, oh, you're James Bond. I always guess you're away. Yeah, I always pictured you as a white guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you just say, like, oh, no, do you know what I mean? And yeah. again, he's, he's playing somebody, he's playing James Bond, mm. but to be honest, isn't it not the moniker that's the important thing? It's the 007, because you've got, like, I'm pretty sure one of the older movies, there was a 008, if, if, if I'm wrong mistaken. Yeah. So that means there's the 001, the 002. Do you know what I mean? There are other agents out there. Mm. I'm pretty sure not all eight agents are white. You could have different mm. agents. And like yeah. I said, you just want, in the first movie, you have two Bonds. Well, not two Bonds. But you, you, you have a James Bond and you have a 008, whatever his name is going to be. Mm. And he just takes on the legacy because, mm. you know, they did a mission together and he finished the mission and then he got promoted to that position. Mm. That could work for the people that don't like the idea of him being born that would be a nice compromise for them yeah because he's not I don't even think that needs to happen it doesn't need to be mentioned mm. it doesn't need to be mentioned that he's black just yeah. make a Bond film if if Idris Elba played Bond in Skyfall mm. it would make no difference yeah would it make a difference I don't know I, like, you, I'm not a fan of the new James Bond or whatever name a Bond film that, you, that you've seen like, and, and replace him with Idris Elba would it make a difference Hmm. Would it make? Would it drastically make that much of a difference because he's black? Um, I'd have to go back and watch some of the older ones. It, it, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see, innit? Um, that was a very political answer. <laughs> no, no, I'd have to look back and check my records. It would be interesting, but I refuse to comment. I'm going to too. It's been like because again. I had this conversation. I think I might have this conversation. Oh, with, Thanos uh, is going to click soon, and we haven't even talked about any um, films. <laughs> I think I had this conversation with Del. Like, I don't know whether it's nostalgia mm. as to why I feel like this, but I don't see Daniel Craig as James Bond. Mm. I went and watched the first one with you guys, and you guys were all like, "Oh, it's amazing! You loved it." I was like, "It's a good action movie." I cannot watch this as a James Bond movie. Like, if, if it had a different name, mm. I would have loved it. Mm. But the fact that you, you want me to associate this movie and this character with James Bond, mm. I can't buy into it. And since that first one, I have not seen any of the other James Bond movies. Mm. I've not seen Skyfall. I've not seen Something of Solace or whatever it's Quantum, called. Quantum, um, what other ones have they been? What was the newest one? Um... I think Casino Royale was the first one, right? Yeah, Casino yeah, Royale, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, and then the new one. Well, the only one I've seen is Casino Royale. I haven't seen any of the others. Like, that 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 that, that portrayal mm. that I saw from the first movie, I didn't like it. It put me off. Mm. And so from that moment onward, I was like, in a sense, like, this isn't my James Bond. So, <laughs> See, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. With James Bond, yeah... Mm more than probably I'd say any other character mm. that's ever been created James Bond is is prime for rebooting do you know what I mean oh yeah it's yeah, made yeah. for rebooting oh, I, I, like, get, I get that I, if, I really do if you I saw a video on YouTube where they were saying um, when when Robert Downey Jr. comes to the end of his thing and, mm. and leaves Marvel should they recast Iron Man and someone made a video explaining why you can't do that the way Marvel have set it up and then compared it to James Bond. Yeah. James Bond, yeah, if you look at, like, every new actor that comes on, 
basically changes the franchise. Yeah. If you look at Sean Connery, he did it a certain way. Then whoever took over, and then by the time we got to Pierce Brosnan, it was ridiculous. Like it was more like a Kingsman movie. Do yeah. You know what I mean, and then to go from I think I think the last Pierce Brosnan movie was Die Another Day. That was good. I enjoyed that. Was that the one on the on the snow mountain? I, I think so. And that the Chinese car. guy that got the diamond stuck yeah, in his face. I, I'm pretty sure that was stupid, man. Really, I remember loving that. Nah. I, I that. Is that the one with Halle Berry? Uh, yeah. I think so. I, I'll need to watch it again, but I remember loving that one. Nah, see, I never liked the old James Bond movies. I like the Daniel Craig one because oh, they're nah. grittier, they're more realistic. Nah. They're more... And, and, and if you look at the difference between the last Pierce Brosnan movie mm-hmm. and the first um, Daniel Craig movie, they're like two different franchises. You would mm. never think this is a sequel to that. Yeah. Like, Pierce Brosnan ended his run as Bond like coming snowboarding down a mountain as a laser shot him from space do you know what I mean yeah. it got ridiculous and then the beginning of um, Casino Royale is a black and white scene of him drowning someone <laughs> in the sink of a bathroom do you know what I mean as he smashes the place up mm. it's completely different like so bringing in Idris Elba why can't it just be another reboot why can't it just be like a new take that we're going down Mm. What like you didn't have a problem going from Pierce Brosnan to Daniel Craig? No, I didn't. Which complete? No, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking yeah. about the, the the fans. No one had a problem with that. Well, they did. Some people were like, "Thanks." <laughs> well, <laughs> what was he saying? I don't know. Because you just interrupted me and started chatting shit about your pet. <sighs> Listen, no one cares. Trying to make that money, <laughs> that squiller. What was I saying? Like You're making such a good point. All my points are amazing. Yeah. You just ruined it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was saying, you dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> Should have gone from the head. Um, what was I saying? What was we even talking about? James Bond. Oh, yeah. If people didn't have... I know some people had a problem with Daniel Craig, who is ugly, how is he going to be Bond, and... He's not gonna. He, he's I too just, rough, and then. But people accepted such a drastic change mm. from the end of Pierce Brosnan's run to the beginning of Daniel Craig's, and I don't think that Idris Elba becoming Bond sure, man, is much. much more of a skip no. than those two franchises. No, do you know what I mean? It, it isn't. But like, I think again, like for those that it's hard enough because, like I said, well, like when white people try to like celebrate their culture, like. It's always seemed as like something so negative, mm. and like, I feel for like for them, they feel like this is a part of their culture, and they feel like something that is a king to them in it. Mm. So I do get some of their arguments, and like like I said, but the thing that's dumb about James Bond is English people going about it like oh, James Bond is our guy. It's, a, it's an American movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's set in England, but it's an American franchise. Yeah. So you're a dickhead. <laughs> and all the Americans that are like, oh, James Bond, it's like, but he's English though. <laughs> so what are you on about? So everyone needs to shut up. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's mad. All right. We're going we're gonna to leave that James Bond there talk for a while. Uh, we're going to move into, we're going to keep it non-spoiler. As people haven't, it's not out officially in the UK yet. Oh but, no, we're doing this again. Yes, non-spoiler. <sighs> but um, we're gonna move on to our main event when I find the button.
<laughs> you found that button before yeah. you found the button you were looking for. Spoilers for Equalizer 2. Yeah. Um, you're going to take the lead on this. I did want to watch this movie again um, okay. before um, we talked about it because I, I I started watching the first Equalizer. I watched about 10-15 minutes of it. Mm. And already in that 10-15 minutes of it, I got some of the references in number two because okay. I thought I'd seen the first Equalizer. Mm. Clearly I hadn't when the movie was done. Mm. So I got the thing with the tea bag reference because he does that in the first oh, Equalizer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I only like I, said, I only watched like the first 10-15 minutes and then my um, app was being a bit bookie in it so mm. I left it as that so Equalizer 2 I think I gave it a half chicken I did, it, wasn't, it wasn't the best uh, um, but maybe like I said once I watched the, finish the first one and I watched the second one again my rating for it might go up but here I'll with you do you want should we just come should we come back to this when you've seen it then oh, but that's what I said then you just said you were to get out of the way yeah yeah I do but if you want to wait and watch the, I didn't realise you'd already started watching Equalizer 1 yeah but this I was thought, like a week I, ago and I suppose I'm back to watch it okay so uh, it, it may take me some time to to do that mm. alright well I, I just wanted because we've been waiting on this for a while it's out in England now it's the stock so I thought I don't feel so good <laughs> this scene was emotional right but we're, we're at the end of the film and we're just starting our <laughs> yeah Alright, let's just get through it. Alright, um, again, I give it a half chicken. Yeah. It wasn't as good as the first one. Um, it wasn't as good as the first one. Again, we'll make this quick because we have reviewed it already, but these are just the things that I wanted to, to say. Um, it seemed like... It seemed very disconnected. Where, where the trailers, mm-hmm. coming up to this film, I saw multiple trailers, and they all look like different movies. Mm. because there's like three or four storylines going on in here that have nothing to do with the other ones which kind of bothered me yeah because like you've got um, the revenge um, the revenge on the guys that abused that girl mm-hmm. who he picked up in his in his, not Uber he was Lyft he's a Lyft driver <laughs> he was getting a lot of bad reps he was rep getting bad reps so yeah they got James Gunn <laughs> um, but the, but there was the scene on the train in the beginning yeah where he saved the little girl from her stepdad or her dad or whatever yeah then there was uh, the scene where he beat up the white guys who raped Amy or whatever the girl um, then there was him saving his friend who got kidnapped and I thought they was all going to lead to the other yeah. I thought him saving the abusive girl or whatever would have something to do with the group of men 
who he beats up because of Amy. Yeah. And then I thought maybe after he beats them up, like they come back for him and kidnap his friend and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There was the whole scene with his friends where his friend went to with all the black gangsters. Yeah. And then he went and just fucked them up and took his and took him like, no, you can't have him as a gangster. Yeah. Let's go. That that, that didn't have any consequences. Yeah. I thought they'd come back into it. But nothing ever did. Like he just went, beat people up and walked away <laughs> scot free. Like it was all just disconnected. So that kind of bothered me. There wasn't like a through storyline going through and after you watched the first one, mm. it was much more like that. Even though there was a bunch of stuff happening, it was all connected and led to the same thing. Okay. So that kind of bothered me about it. And uh, I don't know if I brought this up in our non spoiler one, but again, with writing with with writing my story, I've, I've been looking at different um, um, like a lot of, of techniques and writing styles and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they said when you're writing a story, um, when you're when you're plotting out your thing, it's better to be able to say this and this happened, mm-hmm. and so this and this happened. Yeah, meaning that had that had something happened there which caused this effect so that that happened which caused this to happen which caused this events need to have effects on the next event do you know what I mean yeah rather than saying and then and then and then yeah Denzel Washington saved the little girl on the train and then Denzel Washington met this guy and became friends with him and then Denzel Washington picked up a passenger who got raped so he went and beat them up and then his friend got kidnapped and then do you know what I mean it has nothing to do with each other Whereas if you could have said like uh, Denzel Washington beats up the group of men for abusing Amy and mm. so they come for revenge and kidnap his friend and so he has to then go and do find that them, and so them. do you know what I mean? Like things yeah. need to affect uh, and none of that happened. So that kind of poo-pooed it. Poo-pooed it a bit. Um, Denzel Washington clearly likes trains. <laughs> this is like what he's like fourth film on a train now a, a lot of movies <laughs> on the train like a lot of trains um, the train is a different movie um, the story uh, was a bit convoluted at times mm-hmm. but then at the same time was predictable mm. if that makes sense like I don't know how they managed to make, to do this but it's simultaneously obvious where it's going and hard to follow at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, like the, the plan makes no sense. So, okay. Frame for murder, suicide. Okay, all right. So they go into the guy's house, this mm-hmm. random guy who I don't know who he is at this point. They shoot his wife. They get him to shoot himself. And then, like, so they framed him for a murder-suicide, yeah? Yeah. So... Then they bring someone in who's investigating it, mm-hmm. and they notice something on the crime scene. And I'm thinking, what did they notice? They it never comes back. Did, did they notice something? She noticed something. She's looking at the at the at the table full of pictures mm-hmm. of his family, and there's blood splattered on it, and the bullet holes in the window behind him. And she makes it look like I've just solved the case okay. just by looking at this. And I'm thinking, what? What have you seen? But it never comes back up because she gets killed. Yeah. And so so they send junkies to go kill her. <laughs> and then, because she's close to the truth, and then they blow up the junkies <laughs> to cover that. Tra- so it's like, 
everything they do needs to be then covered up by another ridiculous thing. Yeah. And then it's like, well, now that you've blown up the junkies, now Denzel Washington's involved. Mm. Because, and so now you have to bring it to him. Do you know what I mean? So, but I was thinking, I thought you'd realise something because you said something at the moment, but I couldn't hear what you said. So I was looking, I was like, what could she have just figured out? I thought she's going to realise it wasn't a suicide. Okay. Because he had his back turned to, his to all his family photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I think that's what I said, yeah. And so with the bullet going that way and the blood spraying on it, you'd think if he's about to kill himself, well, he would have turned around and been facing his family photos. Have a last look at his Have family. a last look as he does it. So I thought maybe that, but that didn't come up. No. Nothing. And then and then Denzel Washington did his Sherlock Holmes mind palace Whatever. thing. What Whatever was that, was that all about? That scene was just random <laughs> and not needed. Like he could have just walked around the crime scene and solved it himself. Yeah. Like, maybe just looking at the angle that the bullet went through the window, you see him in his point and he looks up at the roof and he's like, if you kill yourself, surely you like, you go like that or you go like that. Yeah. It's going to go up or it's going to go backwards. Bad, yeah. It's not going to go at an angle. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Or something. I thought he was going to figure out, but no, he just does a Sherlock Holmes mind palace <laughs> and for some reason nothing happens there. Um, okay um, this was a thing I liked about it okay um, I like deepness within movies I like themes I like like messages and stuff and a couple of conversations I linked together yeah uh, now early on uh, him and that, the black youth his friend when they're talking about painting a graffiti and he's like, why do, you, why do you do that? And he's like, well, no one else is going to do it. He's like, well, then why don't you just pay someone to do it? Yeah. And he's like, that costs money. And he's that like, costs a lot of money. That costs a lot of money. And then Denzel Washington says something along the lines of, everyone complains, everyone complains that no one does the jobs anyone could do. Mm. Yeah? So he's basically saying, I'm going to do the jobs that no one else is willing to do, but everyone needs it to be done. Yeah? That's yeah. kind of Denzel's mindset. I'm going to do the dirty jobs no one else wants to do because it has to be done, yeah? Yeah. Later on in the film, um, and this is where we find out the twist, where Whiskey, our guy Whiskey from Kingsman, uh, is keeping up that snakery uh-huh. and remaining the bad guy. When they were talking about um, killing uh, Denzel Washington's female friend, um and he's like by this time I think he knows that Whiskey's done it Yeah. so he's sitting there talking to him and Whiskey says something like um, it could have been anyone anyone could have done it yeah and Denzel Washington says but it wasn't anyone it was you mm. and then he says um, uh, he says something like he's basically claiming anyone could have done it mm. so I might as well do it before anyone else gets the chance yeah so in a way, he's, their mentalities are kind of direct opposites to each other. Denzel Washington is willing to do the jobs no one else will do because it has to be done, even mm. if he doesn't want to do it. Even if it's hard, even if it will hurt him. Yeah. Whereas the other guy wants to do the jobs that everyone wants to do <laughs> because it's easy and it's a quick way of getting rich. Yeah. And he has to do it before anyone else gets the chance. Get their money. Do you know what I'm saying? So I, li- I like the connection that the that the two had there. Um, 
Denzel Washington kept appearing out of nowhere like Batman. Especially at the end. Especially at the end um, when he turned up at uh, whose house was it? Or the old white man's house? Yeah, because he knew they were coming for him. Yeah, but that was another loose end. But he just turned up in his house (laughs) on the stairway like Batman. (laughs) Yeah. And where did he take him? He took him somewhere and you never see him again. He took him to a motel. Oh, all right, fair enough. But you never see him again. Don't need to see him. Well, I was wondering where he went, but I guess I missed... Took him to a motel. They they wouldn't be able to find him there. Mm. Uh, He probably would have tell him when it was safe to go back home, eh? Mm. Um, I would not have driven along that bridge. Nah. Nope. Nah. Doesn't matter. (laughs) I'll go go somewhere else. (laughs) Surely it's not that important for you to be there. Nah. You could do this anywhere. But I think he went somewhere abandoned that like um he went somewhere abandoned that um like there'll be no civilian interference. Bruv, that is not a dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Seven fish fingers with ketchup. That is not a dinner. <laughs> that nice. Where's my fish fingers? I know. Where's those fish fingers? Uh uh-huh. Where's didn't my, ask me. Where's my fish fingers? We forgot the egg feast that we prepared you yesterday. You can't make me a fish finger feast today. You didn't ask me, mate. You didn't ask you me. You recording, sorry. Oh, okay. Can I have one of those? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the sadness in his face? <laughs> like, oh, oh, that's not an option, is it? <laughs> uh, let's, let's get back to you. Right, let's get back sorry. To um, I heard the... I could smell the food cooking. And I had that one on. I was like, are they cooking for us? Are we going to, like... No, of course not. What was I thinking? <laughs> um, I can do something in the oven now if you want. Huh? I can do something in the oven now if you want. No, no, it's cool. Enjoy your fish fingers and ketchup. That's not what I am. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, what was I saying? Um, oh, the bit that was dumb as well is when... Um, when Denzel Washington's friends in his house... And he tells him to hide in like the panic room or whatever. Yeah. And then as soon as they left, he came out. Yeah, I wouldn't have left. You stayed there for a good hour or so before. Four hours. <laughs> I've written my notes. I would have stayed four hours or or until Denzel Washington comes back. I would not have left. <laughs> four hours. I would not have left until Denzel is back in the house and saying, it's all clear, I've killed them. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, are you sure? <laughs> Check behind the door. Because like, I've only got one life. <laughs> okay? Oh, right. wow, the end credits. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else have I got? So this recording is longer than an episode of Infinity... An episode? A movie. A movie of Infinity War. Mm. Um, I thought it was funny. You haven't seen the first one. No. But in the end of the first one, it reminded me a lot of Home Alone. Okay. Because he's basically in a building... He sets up traps using what's in the building and the people who are after him just get fucked up one after the other in interesting ways. It just reminded me of Home Alone. This one had the same kind of thing. Reminded me of Home Alone, except on a bigger scale because Mm. rather than just being in his one house, he was now like in this little town, running around the town, going in all these houses, setting up things. But even to the point where like, specific things reminded me of specific scenes from Home Alone yeah so there was the bit where like uh, someone comes in and Denzel Washington's got the harpoon mm. and then shoots him with the harpoon <laughs> that reminded me of like in Home Alone when uh, I think Marv sticks his head through the cat flap 
and Home Alone is sitting there with the BB gun and he's like, hello, and then Blank just shoots him in the head. That reminded me of that. Um, and also, when he walks into the room and he like, um, he like slices open all the, the powder, I don't know if it was baking powder or whatever, he slices it open. Do you remember that scene? No. And then he puts the fans on so that the fans are like blowing this uh, powder all over the place. And then when he comes out, um, uh, when he comes out, because I was like, what the hell is he doing? Like, why is he just putting the, the powder and turning the fans on to the powder? That reminded me of in Home Alone. You know when he like um, puts the glue, he sets him up with the glue and then the feathers and then like he comes out and he's like, why are you dressed like a chicken? Do you know what I mean, it reminded me mm. of that. I was thinking, what is he planning? But then he like exploded it somehow. So what was that powder? I don't know. That baking powder or something that exploded. <laughs> anyway. Um, the the final boss battle reminded me of a game level because you had the sniper in the middle of a tall thing yeah, and he had to else. get closer. And, and um, I think the thing that he did with to save his friend was very clever because Whiskey was like taunting him and shooting the car mm. and he was like, ah, oh, like, I've only got one bullet there. <laughs> like, are you going to save him? Three, two, one, and then just before he shot, Denzel shot the tire so that it lowered a bit. So the angle. Knowing it was his last bullet, you've now missed your last bullet. I'm clear to come and get you. You're addicted. Yeah. You talk too much. <laughs> um, so I thought that was good. Um, I'm gonna save this for last. This will be my last point. Okay. Um, after the final fight, because remember, there's a hurricane going on, yeah. Mm. After the final fight, Denzel's sitting there in his chair looking out the window mm. and like his friend comes and joins him and they just sit down and look out the window like it's some peaceful moment. <laughs> like, bro, there's a hurricane going on out there. That glass could just smash at any minute and a tree could be in your face. Like, yeah. don't sit there, move, keep, keep moving. Um, and the other thing, who gives a fuck about that old dude? Like, that was another pointless waste of screen mm. time. Because at the end, like, he bring he finds his wife and brings his wife back or something. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. I would be more interested to figure out what happened to the other dude who was the... That's who he was. He was the uh, president from Independence Day. What, the guy that got taken to the motel? Yeah. Yeah. He was the president from Independence Day. And he was um, the, the girl from Casper, her dad. From Casper. Have you seen Casper, the friendly ghost? Not in years. You know there was a girl. I think it was it Renona Ryder. Listen, I watched that shit when I was a child. Her dad yeah. was this actor. Okay, cool. Anyway, that's the uh, that's, that's okay. Some random information you want to give. Yeah, us. you've just been trivial. <laughs> um, but yeah, the last thing I want to say about Equalizer Two, and then we can move on because mm-hmm. we've actually spent more time on this episode than I thought. Yes, we have. Um, whiskey, yeah, the guy, aka Red Viper. Mm-hmm. Was it just me uh, that noticed he got the spoilers? He got the exact same death in this that he got in Game of Thrones. Pretty much. Oh, the question of the eyes. In order. <laughs> so, <laughs> Denzel Washington punched him so hard that a couple of his teeth came out. Yeah. Which is what happened in Game of Thrones. Yeah. The mountain punched him. The only difference is all his teeth came out in Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. 
Then Denzel Washington like started gouging one of his eyes, yeah. which again the Martin like fully just put his fingers through both his eyes. Um, and then he got thrown off the the building Cliff. and fell down and ended up splatted on the floor, yeah. which is basically how he got left in Game of Thrones. Was his head splattered out like a watermelon. Maybe the director's a fan of Game of Thrones. Maybe. I thought that was a, a very funny, interesting connection. Um, but yeah, I'm done, done, done with Equalizer yeah. now. Uh, maybe you can say your bit once you've watched it again. Yeah, maybe, maybe we get that. The reason mm-hmm. I wanted to bring this up now and get this done in today's episode mm-hmm. is because the next one, are we gonna, have we still got time to talk about Black Panther? Yeah, yeah, but we're probably not going to be able to go as high as like we did last yeah, night. Yeah, as well as last night. Mm, that's a shame. We it's did a we had like a 40 minute session. Yeah, we had 40 minutes of quality. And I don't, after, especially after everything we've talked about, and then to then not talk about it. Yeah. I don't, want, to. I, I don't really want to do that. Mm. Mm. No, we have to. We have to go. Yeah, go on. We have to power through. So, yeah, I mean, we'll be done in half an hour. Yeah, all right. Because we did go on a couple of tangents in the 40, in the 40 minute episode one that we lost. Yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. I think we can get this done in half an hour. Um, the reason I wanted to bring this up. A bit of trivia for you. Um, when I was t- writing up my notes, mm-hmm. uh, I just went on IMDb, looked at Black Klansman, and um, one Una Minute. Let me just get the thing. Uh, Ron Stallworth, the main character, mm-hmm. is played by John David Washington, Denzel Washington's son. So we got a father-son movie review today. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's why I wanted to get it on today. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, here's Denzel Washington's son. If you look at his picture here, he looks like Denzel Washington, bro. Top right. You mean top left? That's what I meant. Your, your other right. Oh, <laughs> nah. <laughs> you don't think he looks like Denzel? Not, not that much. I don't see it. You don't see the resemblance. Luke, does that look like Denzel? I don't mm. see it. Like I'm not saying that looks like Denzel Washington because clearly it's not him. No. I'm saying you can see the resemblance. Look at the smile. Look at the facial structure. Look at the eyes. Like he's got the same beard. He's definitely got the same beard. There is hair on his face. So I don't know. I can I can see the resemblance in this picture. I couldn't see it in the movie, but looking at this with the beard and the shorter hair, I think he looks a lot more like him. Anyway, mm, anyway, I, I don't um, think it's it, but yeah. Also, another family connection. Towards the end of the movie, um, I was looking at this guy. I can't remember his name, but he was one of the one of the main team. You had uh, Ron Stallworth. Yeah. You had Flip Zimmerman, and yeah. then you had the one other guy, the older guy. Isn't he like the guy from um, Prison Break? No. He looks a bit like him. Uh, yeah, I see what you mean who I thought he was, there was a scene towards the end of the movie and I was looking at him and I was like, have I not realised this whole time that that's Steve Buscemi? Like, because there was a scene and he looked proper like Steve Buscemi. And I'm looking at him, I'm like, have I not clocked like this whole movie? Like, I know Steve Buscemi's a big boy actor. But then when I looked it up, but but then I looked at him, I was like, no, that's not Steve Buscemi. It's Michael Buscemi. It's Michael Buscemi, who's his brother. Uh, I didn't even know he had a brother, but... It made sense because I like he proper. He doesn't look like him. No, he does. He, he really does. 
He does, but I'm so sorry, yeah? You're about to annoy me. Because Denzel Washington's son looks a lot more like Denzel than this guy looks like his brother. Nah, they look very like. Are you mad? Oh, my days. You're a racist. You think we're black people look the same? That's no, <laughs> I think a father and son look alike. <laughs> he doesn't. Listen, Steve Buscemi and his brother look more alike than um, Denzel Washington and his son. I'm sorry. Now you're racist because <laughs> you're saying all white people look the same. No, I'm saying that the the sibling because they're brothers. Yeah, there's a higher chance of them looking alike than the father son combo. Because the father right. son combo is. Um, a Luke, different gene. Come here. Who looks more like <laughs> Luke's just that guy today. Mm. All right. Luke is Thomas's brother, by the way. Who looks more? Listening. Who looks more? Does that look like Denzel Washington? Yeah, that's his son. Yeah. Does that look like Denzel Washington, or does that skeleton <laughs> look anything like this person? It depends on what picture. Me, if that's that person, I automatically. You thought it. Yeah, I know. I, know. <laughs> I said the same thing. I said during watching the movie, I thought that. <laughs> but looking Honestly, at the pictures here, yeah, but that's basically the pictures. Like no, I, I'm not saying it looks like it. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it doesn't. My point was, it looks like it. My point. My point was, does he not look more like his dad than the other guy looks like his brother? Our survey says. <laughs> Stop influencing his decision. I, know, I can see his face. Get a picture of Denzel Washington and like compare his, him. His face is just saying the answer. <laughs> He's screaming, no. Bro, you're all dickheads. Oh, the audience no can't see. Nice. He, 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 the like audience can't them. see Luke's face. I can see his face. He's like, too bad, guys. Ah, this is why our episode's going on. Let's let's get back to reality. All right, yeah, yeah fuck it. Um, all right, yeah. So black. Fan- oh, and the final final casting thing that made me go. Oh yeah. Um, is Patrice, mm-hmm. he, the the main woman. Yeah. I was watching her the whole time. I was like, who is this? She looks so familiar. She looked like a black version of Amelia <laughs> Clark. <laughs> she did. And then when I looked on IMDb, yeah. as soon as I saw her, I was like, uh huh. She played Liz Allen in Spider Man Homecoming. Uh. She was the one he went to prom with, or the one he ditched at prom. The one he was um, Falcon's daughter. Okay. Yeah, so I was like, oh, that's why she looks so familiar. Mad, 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 mm. mad, mad. Oh, and um, I knew this, I mean, this was obvious. <laughs> but um, the one that played. Uh, uh, David Duke yeah was Topher Grace okay from that 70s show and he played the shit version of Venom before the new shit version of Venom that we're going to get this year <laughs> <laughs> so um, so that was the cast um, no one else was really that big except for Adam Driver played Flip Z- um, Flip Zimmerman yeah who apparently um in in real life, he wasn't Jewish. No, they wanted that to be yeah, true. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Why is this? Wait, um, who was Doctor Ken Brew Beardgod? Who's that? Well, according to the IMDb, it's Alex Baldwin. Alex Baldwin. Sorry. Oh yeah, you missed that bit. I missed that. So bit. right at the beginning. Um, yeah. So I missed like the first twenty minutes of this movie. Mm. Oh, night dude. Yeah, I'm bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I was the first person in this movie because like my dad forgot that I had a life and was <laughs> getting to do bare errands with him. Mm. And this movie, because it was like an advanced preview thing mm. with Jake, mm. it started at six thirty. There was like no, yeah, pre- no, no trailers. I no. even missed a couple of seconds. Seriously, Ugh. I was so, so I was, I was there. I was there at like twenty five. I was walking in. I spoke to you. I was outside and I went in. And I was like six thirty. Now I was like, oh, it's gonna have trailers on the moment. Literally walked in and it was. Already in session, oh, like, it man. literally started. Yeah, I, I definitely started. want to see it again. But what that was, what Alec Baldwin was, was right at the beginning. He was like making a video, mm-hmm. like it was like um, the blooper reel or something of him making some racist video of where it's like black, yeah. black animals and da 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 da, and the white race and this country's going to shit and <laughs> so that's that's all he was there for. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I I I really liked it. I really, really like this movie. So I was again, flirting with giving it a whole chicken. Yeah. I think I've landed after having time to think about it. Yeah, I think I've landed on a free piece, mm. but a strong free piece. Okay. Mm. Um. So I, I was quite emotional when I came out of this film. Mm-hmm. Like, um, again, I'm annoyed that we didn't get that forty minutes because, like, Jack, forty minutes recording, you you would you would have got a better sense of my emotion. Like, mm. I am not a fan. Of, I don't even the story. You can't really process how how to respond to it. Yeah, but I'm not a fan of watching movies um, that show this kind of subject material. In a sense, mm. um, it gets me angry. It gets me frustrated. Um, I generally try to avoid these kind of things. Like, like anytime like on the news you hear all these racist attacks, after a while. I don't even click on the articles, I don't read it, I'm just like, oh, enough is enough. Yeah. Same with the knife crime at the moment. Like, it, it, after a while, I was, like, I was watching it and, like, reading up on it and stuff like that. And there's been so much to share now. Like, when I see it, I'm just like, you know what? I don't want to know it. So, I think that's as best I can describe my feelings towards the movie. Um, I did enjoy it for what it was. There were some moments that were funny. Yeah. Um, there were some moments that... Uh, were predictable in a sense mm-hmm. um, but I kind of I don't think I don't think it was that predictable throughout I think there was a couple of moments where you knew what was coming yeah but I think it was made that way for you like everything was set up for you to know more than the characters know in that moment okay so you can you knew what was coming because are we doing non-spoilers aren't we yeah, we can do no spoilers. It doesn't come out for like three days, and like literally, all goes to plan. This episode will be out mm. tonight slash tomorrow morning. Mm. We could just do spoilers then, surely, because it's been out in America, so American yeah. listeners can enjoy it. All right, so if you haven't seen it yet, so for me right now, let me just my my my, my I gave this a hard chicken. I do need to see it again. Like I said, because of the subject matter, I did come out of the the cinema quite emotional. Like right at the end, I I cried. Like what? Well, cry? I didn't full on cry, but mm. I shed a few tears. Mm. I was quite upset, but at the end of the movie, mm. um, I didn't cry, but I know what you mean because I got you know when you get that thing in your yeah, throat, yeah, like, you get no, I, a couple of tears. Mm. Like before the lights came on, I had to <laughs> just like brush the eyes just to make sure that like, mm. you know what I mean. But yeah, like I I was I was quite sad at the end of the movie. I was upset. Oh, it hit hard then. Yeah. Hard, yeah, it's message going hard. And, and I think for me, I know so many good people and, and like of every race. Do you know mm. what I mean? 
I know good white people, I know good Asian people, I know good black people. Like, I don't hang around with scum in a sense, you know what I mean? I don't hang around with racists, I don't hang around with people that are homophobic and, and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Like, mm. everyone that I generally hang around with, yeah, or people I know, they get on with everyone. Do you see what I'm saying? So, this kind of movie was just a hard watching it. Mm. Um, I gave this a hard chicken. Maybe my um, view view will change when I watch it again, mm. knowing what's, what I'm about to see. I would um, like to put um, a little asterisk by your score. Yeah. And explain to people <laughs> that your reason for giving it a half chicken from the discussion we had yesterday is more to do with the subject matter and how, and how it made you feel yeah. rather than the actual merits of the movie itself. This, I'm not even going to lie, I'm to walk out of the film. I wanted mm. to walk out of the cinema. Mm. I, I was struggling to watch what I was seeing. Mm. Like, and the only time I've ever, ever wanted to walk out of the cinema is in, in a horror movie. That's because I was like, scared, I was scared of what I was seeing and I wasn't a fan of, that's why I don't go watch horror movies because I don't enjoy it a minute. Mm. Um, but then again, like the fact that it made you so angry shows that it did, it achieved what it was trying to do. Like it might not have been trying to make you angry, mm. but it was trying to put a message out there. Yeah. And clearly you picked up on it and clearly the emotions they wanted you to feel got through, mm. which to me means the film did a good job. Yeah. The, 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 again, that's like... Not every movie makes you laugh or makes I, you feel good. Let me you know no, 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 put it this way, yeah. This movie made me understand why like, some people have gone upset about the protests in the NFL. Because some people just want to watch their sports, innit? And like, I never really understood why some people were just like, ah, oh, you know, they don't want to see certain, they just want to go to a game, watch a game. I never really understood that. So then watching this movie, I was just like, right, like, I don't want to watch a movie to enjoy it, innit? Like, don't get me wrong, I've seen things like like this, similar, in a sense, and I've still enjoyed it, obviously maybe because it's been done slightly different, innit? Mm. But, um... Let me not go too much on the tangent. But yeah, I, I I get why you're giving it asterisks. I will go back and watch it because like, as we've been doing this, I told you like, I've been developing a way of seeing things from a, a, a film person's like, point of view in it. And like, I only noticed one piece of cinematography that I really enjoyed because like, mm. I was so focused on the story and what was happening that I didn't pay attention to any of that shit in it. Mm. Um, so yeah, so that's our quick little non-spoiler. Let's get into spoilers. Let's. Mm. So we've okay. I really like this film. I think. Uh, I think it could have been. Again, because it's based on a true story, mm-hmm. it's hard to really judge it on the, the the plot progression and the narrative and yeah, if key events that happen, because. I would I would have liked for in the movie maybe for them to have gone even harder in certain scenes mm. like maybe push like with the scene um, where they get pulled over mm. and um, the um, uh, the racist police officer is there yeah. chatting to them and um, she gets really upset because at one point he touches her on her hip or something or puts his hand on her waist and it looked like he was caressing her bum or caressing her bum or mm. yeah, yeah even that yeah? yeah which understandable I get yeah, yeah. that's a traumatising experience and you're telling them to get off and that's all you can do there's yeah. nothing you can do if you put your hand on them 
they'll shoot you. Like, yeah. you're dead. So that's a hard situation to be in. But at the same time, it reminded me of another movie, which I think was called, I think it was in a movie called Crash, mm-hmm. where the exact same situation happened, where um, a, a man and a woman were pulled over by a racist white cop, uh, a black woman, and um, the man couldn't do anything. All he could do is stand there and watch this happen mm. because they all have guns on him and they're police, so they're authority. Yeah. And the, the racist white police officer was like searching the, um, was frisking the woman, yeah. searching her up and down. And then as he went like down her leg, like he touched up her bum and felt her bum and yeah. she was a bit disgusted. Then when he went down her leg and then came up her leg, mm. He put his hand like up her dress yeah, in yeah. the middle of her legs and like started touching her up there. Yeah. Now that's a whole lot worse yeah. than getting your bottom like touched. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, again, we can't compare the two scenarios because both are traumatizing. Yeah. But I just think cinematically, it could have gone further. Mm. I get why it didn't. Because again, I, I think I was telling you before we started recording, there's a guy called Aussie Man Reviews. He's mm. on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, and in his review, his friend said that with certain films like 12 Years a Slave or um, like a, a film I put in American yeah. History X where it goes a, it hits a lot harder he said uh, as a white person watching it it's a tough watch because it like triggers your white guilt and it brings up bad parts of your people's history history yeah but then he said watching this he said he, he, he felt a bit of that, but not as much. So he's, in a way, like, it, it, it's more accessible mm. than films like 12 Years a Slave or, or Birth of a Nation. Not not the KKK one, the new one that was made. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen that? No. With Nate Parker? Was it Nate Parker? Nate Turner? No. Oh, man. What's it about? That's another film. Is it? It's about a black slave... Who, who, who was a preacher. Yeah. And so they take him around to all the slave farms or whatever mm. and get him to preach to the slaves mm. that that God wants them to be good slaves. And so they were like, if they're hearing this from one of their own, or, like, do you know what I mean? So at first he does it, but then he starts feeling bad because he's like, look how they're treating the slaves and yeah. I'm, I'm trying to convince them to stay here. Yeah. So then in the end, he's like, fuck it, and uses his preaching to start a revolution instead. Okay. But does it like undercover. So they're like, are you telling the niggas to be good niggas? Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, we're going to fuck up these white people. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Okay. Um, I'll have to, uh, look, it's Kofi Annan. Wakanda forever. Ghana forever. Um, but yeah, I'll, 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 I think, I don't know. Like I said, them kind of things, you know, where like, Slavery and all that, I generally try and avoid it because like, it makes me feel a type of way mm. and um, it's a hard watch for me, man. It is a hard... Yeah, no, I understand why it's a hard watch, but I think you, sh- you should be able to to separate your feelings toward the movie itself mm. and the subject matter of the movie. Mm. Like, again, I, I, it's hard because... Like... And again, like Being I, mixed race, yeah. I'm not on either team really. Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So watching this film, I thought they did well. I don't, I, I'm not saying it's justified or it's acceptable. Or I agree with it, mm. but I'm saying the film did a good point of showing both sides of the argument. Mm. So it wasn't just like like a lot of times when you got Nazis or KKK or, or terrorists, 
they're just evil. Yeah. All aspects of their life, they're bad people and they're evil. Whereas in this, it showed their family side of, of the, the, the KKK. Do you know what I mean? Like, his wife came out and gave them all biscuits or whatever she made. And, like, there was a little bit of banter between them, like, that you'd get from any husband and wife. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So it kind of showed them as more three-dimensional characters rather than bad. He's the bad racist. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the fact that it was the worst racist, it was his house and it was his wife, like, helped. Because if it wasn't... if. If that was the wife of the other guy who was nicer... It would have made sense. It would have made sense, but it would have kept the racist guy two-dimensional. Like, you're just a bad racist. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas that. no one in life is really like that. Even people who are racist <laughs> have families and have jobs and have friends. Do you know what I mean? And Yeah. So I kind of, I kind of like, appreciated that aspect of it. Um, but, like, I don't know. In general... Like it's it's tough at the moment to make like the way things are at the moment. Like watching a film, there's clearly like um, it's it's a clear reflection of problems that we're going through in society today. Yeah. Still, do you know what I mean? Um, and I, I I thought again. I'm going to skip to the end now with the the bit that really hit hard and got me choked up was when they sh- did a time skip to modern day mm-hmm. and showed real footage now at first I was thinking is this necessary like would people have not got by watching a film the connections <laughs> to modern day like mm. at one point I'm sure one someone even says uh, talking about David Duke someone even says like oh it's his Got trying to get into politics and this is it now this is going to lead to one of them sitting in being office. in the White House itself and then they were like no that's never going to happen like, yeah. don't be so stupid and he was like you as a black man shouldn't be so naive yeah and then that us was... as the audience and they're thinking it's happened yeah like we're living that like mm. so it, it was clearly um, had references to, to modern issues but then at the end to go there with the real footage I was like, is this just to hit the message home harder? Is this, like, is it needed? Would people not have got it? Mm. But in a way, it was very, like, not just relevant to the subject matter, but in a way, it was the conclusion of the story. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like, like, um, with the whole Trump thing, which was referenced. Which was which was referenced. Slay. Slay. Ah, I liked it. Saying when he said, um, I think one of the racists or someone said, um, I think he was talking about David Duke, and he said he's gonna he's gonna be the man that brings greatness back to America. Or he said something. It wasn't quite make America great again. But it was close. It was enough. basically. It was. It was like it was enough. like it was like the Amazing Spider Man where they couldn't say with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. So they had to make up some other randomness. It was but close enough that you, you exactly. got what they were going for. So then, then to show Trump during the, the stuff going on at Charlottesville and to say, well, there are good and bad people on both sides. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. It's like, just shut the fuck up and <laughs> say Nazis are wrong. Yeah. Why can't you say Nazis are wrong? Are you a Nazi? <laughs> you must be. Because you can't say... Anyway, I'm, I'm going to get onto a tangent there. But then, but then it showed the footage of, of David Duke now. Yeah and commenting on Trump and we even brought this up 
when the Charlottesville stuff happened, we brought this up. I, I, I said on a podcast that the head of the KKK has come out and, and publicly come out and said, thanks, Trump. Clearly, you get us. You support mm. us. Yeah. And that was the exact shot they, that um, Spike Lee used in his film, was him saying the, the messages that Trump made about Charlottesville has has re-energized our cause. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the president of America believes in us. Like, we're we're the righteous ones. So, <laughs> like, that was clearly the conclusion of the movie because it was all leading to that. And Spike Lee said in his Q&A, there was a Q&A after, he said the idea of this movie was to make a modern period film. Mm. And I was like, okay, that is pretty clever. So, um, that's when I started... Was, was when they started showing the footage of the car running people over and people screaming and crying yeah. and the black guy like I had to jump out I had to dive out of the way for my life and then and, 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 and what hit me yeah because like again when this happened yeah I was so like disgusted by it I didn't whenever it came in the news innit I didn't see innit mm. um, or I flipped the channel ever but watching the footage there when I said I had to yeah like there was white people protesting, there was Asian people protesting, there was Chinese people protesting, there were black people protesting. And this person was running over all of them. Everyone, yeah. He didn't Regardless. care. He did, and it was... I didn't know that... I knew that people got hurt in that. I didn't know anyone died from it. Yeah. And I, it was only from watching this movie that I realised that the person that died was like a young white girl. Yeah. And like she was there protesting against the Nazis and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And and to be honest, she didn't need to be. She's not fighting for her cause. Yeah, she's fighting for the cause of of, of everyone of humanity and life. Yeah. And yeah, I agree. I think it, it was one a, of the hardest it, hitting images was that last image of her. This pretty white girl has been killed by one of your own, your own racist KKK racists are so blind. Mm. And have so much blind rage that you've killed someone like back in the day. If a black guy whistled at her, mm. do you know what I mean? They would have fucked him up. Yeah, and that's the person you've killed. You've killed her, the innocent white girl, mm. because you've been trying to get to black people. Like I thought that, you know? and then after that, to have the American flag upside down, yeah, and then turn from red, white, and blue to just black and white. I was, and the audience was just silent no one said a word like we were just left there and like it, it, it really that final bit the message really hit home then yeah. I think it was really well done so well done man mm. so well done um, oh, what was I going to say in terms like I said there's, there's one bit of again we're kind of not being as great as we, we as we could be because we've had this discussion already. Yeah. Uh, 40 minutes worth. Yeah. Um, I did like the shot of near the end where that guy was telling a story about the um, young black boy that got lynched because a girl accused him of raping her. Now, is that story that he told you about that woman that came out recently that said she lied about it? No, 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 that was something else. That was something else. That, that was just because he whistled at her. What, in, 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 that, in the, the story that they told? No, 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 no. The real one, well, the one that came up recently, yeah. where she said she lied, Yeah. he didn't even touch her. Or she said he whistled at her. 
and they did that to him. Mm. This was a different thing. This was the boy, the, the, the boy in question was uh, like mentally challenged, like I think he was autistic or something. He yeah. was, he was, uh, yeah, he was autistic. And the woman claimed he raped her, yeah, and they did all of that shit to this autistic boy. Do you know what I mean? It's, mm. it's, uh, it's terrible, yeah, man. That, like, that just was, hearing that story, you didn't even was, have to see it happen, yeah, just that, hearing him tell the story was enough. That was, uh, 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 it, was it was bad, mm. but again. <coughs> It was bad, but this is where I have to give the movie credit for its artistic merit. Like the whole, the, the idea of intercutting that meeting of him telling that story. With the KKK meeting. With the KKK meeting where they're cheering on, where they're watching the original Birth of a Nation mm. and they're cheering it on like, yeah, kill that black bird. And how scared the white woman was getting about the niggas like, oh my God, no, look what the niggas are going to do. Run, yeah. white women, run, get away. Like, uh, what did she say when they, when, they, when they went in the basement? Ingenuity of the white woman. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, that was That funny. is terrible. But um, but yeah, I, lo- I love the, the, inter- the intercut between that. And then you got the KKK saying, white power, white power. And you got the, the, the Black Panthers saying, black power, but They were saying their black power like, in a, it felt like they were saying it like in a positive way mm. where they were like they were saying okay because they was just like you know ugh, it's, it's oh man mm. yeah, it, 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 it was tough I like um, as well that Patrice's message was more wasn't race specific it was all power to all people mm. that is the message that I that, that I that looked from that is it all power to all people it's not about the only thing, the only Black Lives Matter and Black Power and all this is a response. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you just said, it's more positive. White power, it, in the context of how they were saying it, is white power. We're powerful and we'll fuck you up because you're not white, innit? Yeah. Whereas the black power was more like, look at what we can endure. Do you mm. know what I mean? We're powerful because we can just, we can endure this, this, these heinous crimes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We're still here. That's black power. Do you know what I mean? All power to all people is equality. But mm. yeah, man, I don't know. Like, and again, with, with that scene as well, like there were parts in this movie that reminded me of Tarantino again. Like um, when they were discussing who their favourite black iconic character is and then you had the posters come up as they were talking. Yeah, it was nice. It was really it was good. A, it was a very nice touch. As I was watching the movie at the time, I, I didn't see it as a nice touch. I was just like, Fuck this view. Like, <laughs> this movie's pissing me off like yeah. fucking racist piece of shit. And oh, nah, so, I, I, I like that bit. I, I'm, I'm, I'm more upset that we didn't have yesterday's recording. I know, like, said, yeah. like I'm talking now, yeah, but I'm, like I said, I, like the first thirty minutes of that, I was just bubbling with rage, yeah. and, and like it was like the last ten minutes, you could feel me lighting up and and like just be able to talk about it. Yeah, I think I think the more we talked about it, the more like you um, you came round to it. Because mm. I think at first you was just really angry. I was raging, bro. Mm. Raging. <sighs> and then my point is that like, I, I fully get why you're raging. Why you're angry? Like, I was angry as well. The only reason I don't think I've ever watched a movie that made me feel like this. Serious? Ever watched a movie like that? Because wow. like, like, well, like like three quarters of the movie in, I was myself. I don't know if I can talk about this movie on the podcast. Serious. Like, because I didn't want to speak about it. I was just mm-hmm. like, I wanted to put this in the back of my hand and just and just go. Like, I don't know. I like, I 
didn't know if I could say any good things about this movie. Because yeah. that's how I was feeling. I was like, that's not, that's not fair to the movie. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because it wasn't like, like I said, I laughed at certain bits of the movie. Mm. I, 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 I like, I don't know how long it was, but it felt like it went swift, didn't it? Like, it oh, yeah, like, didn't feel like a long movie. Well, you missed. <laughs> well, yeah, I did miss the first 20 minutes of it, so... There, there, there's probably that I can't even miss the movie this is probably like the, only the second time I've ever missed the movie you know mm. I hate being late I hate it like I, I, I timing is such a a big thing for me do you know what I mean like I, mm. I generally try to always be on time and like if someone tells me there's a party at 7 I'm there at the party at 7 if you don't start that party at 7 that's your business then I'm there at 7 yeah. when I leave early don't get mad at me because you didn't get your party started at the right time in it if you started it, yeah. So <laughs> I'm a big time person. That's just the way I am. I like I like that they subtly put um, black people time in this as well because he kept being late. Yeah. Whenever it was me, it's just like sorry, I'm late. Sorry, yeah, I'm late. Yeah, sorry, I'm late. Yeah. I'm starting to hear that a lot. That was amusing. Mm. That was funny. I did find that amusing. Um. But yeah, to um. Out of the black panther. <laughs> <laughs> To um, what was you just saying? Because um, I had a point to, to add to your point. Now I was vexed at this movie. It didn't feel long. It was good. Um, I will watch it again because I think I do need to watch it again and maybe take it in more for what a movie is and not get too vexed and and then hopefully see how I feel when like that like said when I know what's coming and it's not like a and again I don't even know why it's such a shock to my system like. But then again, I didn't see the trailer. I, I just, I just wasn't expecting all that, you know. Mm. Maybe I was expecting more of a comedy. Yeah, I don't know what you was expecting. I, I don't, I don't know. You know. A film called Black Handsman about a black police officer infiltrating the KKK. Like you must have known I, it was going to touch on some. I did, but not the way, not in the way it did. Maybe because mm. I'm older now and I, 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 I've, I've been around a lot longer in life and um, I've seen many different things and aspects of life in it because like I said like we make jokes about racism and stereotypes like mm. all the time in it yeah and I, I when there's a, a, a national issue or something happens I generally don't feel no way about talking about it. like mm. I like I like the discussions that we have on on stuff in it mm. so to have this movie and I was and it to like just frustrate me so much it was it was really it was really hard you know what I mean like you know me, I can talk about pretty much anything. I, I I'm willing to, but like I said, right there in that moment in time when I was just, I was just like, "Whew, can I talk about this?" I like, oh man. But then like you, you, but like, I don't get how this would upset you more than like, like um, Django Unchained, for example. Again, how did that not get you? Angry? Maybe because there was a, the, the action aspect of it, and maybe it's done the Quentin Tarantino style. Yeah, that just you know. But then, like, but, but then I think this had a similar kind of style to it as well. Like, like the woman says in the Q and A, he's like a, a, a what, did, what did she call him? I can't, I can't remember what she called him, but what she meant, what she was trying to say, <laughs> is like, he's an old school, like he's a classic, like. He he's he's very stylized, you know what I mean? Slightly mm. like Quentin Tarantino, like um, like Edgar Wright, you know what I mean? He's, he's like, but but Spike Lee came up in that era, like that indie, like independent movies and shit like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. 
and he's very stylized. Like again, like to, to, to with with the um, the posters coming up. Uh, there was a thing when they was in the club, which I think is where you came in. Yeah, I've got when they was dancing right. in the club. You had all the women on one yeah, side the, 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 and all the guys on the other side, and they were doing the soul chain thing. Yeah, you know that was mean? Maybe. The camera was set up nicely in the middle, like it was framed. A lot of scenes were framed really well. Um, there was, I think, the bit you missed where um, where Dr. Dre. It wasn't Dr. Dre, but it was the guy that played <laughs> Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre was like giving a talk, and he was going in. He was being really passionate and stuff, and um, it kept cutting to the audience. Mm-hmm. But not just showing the audience like a group of people. It looked like they had filmed each individual person like a close up of their face, mm. and like sometimes you just see one face on the screen looking like looking up, like inspired by what he's saying. And um, sometimes it'd be like maybe two or three. But it was always like a dark black. It looked like the Bohemian Rhapsody music video, mm. like or or like the Justice League poster where you have all of them standing in darkness. But that I thought that was very like he could have just had a shot of the audience, but mm. he chose to do it in a more stylized visual way. Um, what else was there? The scene where the scene we spoke about before, where the guy was telling a story about what happened to that guy, like, and they was all holding the the big yeah images of, of the, the, the postcards and the postcards they used. And then when he finished the story, there was a moment where like he was holding it. And they were like posing, like maybe they were posing for a photo or something. Yeah. Like, and that kind of gave it like a documentary kind of vibe. Like, there was times that, in the that movie. That did feel like a documentary. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, there was a few moments in the movie that, that felt more like a documentary. Um, what else? Oh, and, and of course, the, the, the final shot, the dolly shot of, of them coming down the hallway, like, not moving, like they're, they're just being dragged along. Again, that gets brought up in the QA, yeah. but. That's that's a staple of his movies. Like he, he he does that. We keep mentioning the Q and A guys, and um, at the end of this episode, because we're, we're getting pretty close to the end now, we're gonna be wrapping up soon. Um, we will have the audio of the Q and A. Yeah. So if you're interested to hear Spike Lee, which I, I enjoyed, I, I found him very funny. Yeah. Really cool guy. Uh, I've always kind of enjoyed this because he's like he's wearing like like. Smart casual clothes, yeah. Mm. He's wearing these like multicolored trainers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, found that, I found that a little bit amusing. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I'm again. Um, I think this won't be the last time we bring this up because when it comes out again, like I'm definitely gonna see it and um, definitely gonna see how I feel about it watching it a second time. Mm. Um, I know Del really went to go see this. Um, but um, she was like, "What?" I think Dell will enjoy this. Yeah, um, again, I went to go see take a see Darkest Manager, but it's out. Of, it's not out of stream. I think the only place that is going out on at the moment is um, Wimbledon. Wow. So I'm gonna probably try and find a, a, a good copy mm. of the Darkest Mind, um, or try and maybe go see it in cinema or something like. Because I think sometimes every once in a while, like they bring back movies that are out of cinema just for like a little bit kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe get one of the silver screeners or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you got anything else you want to say on this one? Uh, yeah, just a couple more quick things. Because um, throughout the episode, we today's episode, we've kind of, like you said, it's been a bit of a race yeah. uh, situation. So a lot of points that I was going to make about this film, we brought up throughout just 
you know, talking, general, talking anyway. Um, but a couple of things specifically about the film, um, like in terms of how the film was made, like I, I, I did film studies, I did like media studies and film and I've, uh, I, I appreciate more, like where you kind of like take it for what it is and, and how it makes you feel is more mm. towards how you rate it. Yeah. With me, like I notice more technical aspects of it rather than, like if it makes me feel, if it makes me feel like a certain way, but then I notice like the editing was poorly done or this was poorly done, it will affect my enjoyment of it. Yeah. Like, just, just how it is. But, um, so, I liked, like, there, there's a lot of things in this where I thought, like, in terms of the filmmaking, regardless mm. of the subject matter, regardless that it's a true story, taking this as a movie. What's wrong, dog? You want to go outside? No, Sorry, one second. One second. No, no. T has gotten up and arisen to let the dog out, oh. and the dog scampers out <laughs> into the garden, <laughs> never to be seen again. <laughs> um, so, what was I just saying? Okay, yeah, so in terms of just basing it purely off as a film, yeah, regardless of subject matter and it was a true story, mm. um, I like the the natural progression of the plot. Yeah. Like, there was never anything that felt forced. Like, what when, when we spoke about Equalizer, rather than saying this happened and then that happened and then that happened, with this movie, it was and so that happened. Like, um, you missed a, a bit at the beginning. When Ron Stolwer first joins the police force, mm-hmm. he joins, he, he's put in the records room. Yeah, and people keep coming into him and demanding all these records, but treating him like a prick still. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and so because of that, he's like, "Fuck this! I'm not staying here. I want to do something better. I want to be yeah. a detective." So he goes and asks to become a detective. They're like, mm, "We can give you one. We'll give you a chance in the um, uh, with the speech, which is why he goes there in the first place yeah. and meets Patrice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then because he met Patrice and he's kind of feeling her, he like keeps talking to her." And then that sets up nicely the two versions of Ron Stolwer, one of them with the KKK and one of them with the Black Panthers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like the same person has infiltrated both groups, (laughs) but in in different ways, uh, which I really liked. Um, I also thought that um, the, the states built up really naturally as well. Like the fact that he's a rookie, yeah, and they all kept calling him Rookie at the start. When he when he calls up the KKK, he gives his real name. Yeah, that's yeah, a Rookie yeah, mistake, that's a rookie isn't it? I saw that. So I laughed. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> but then because he did that, that mm. led to some really cool like scenarios that happened yeah. later on down in the film. Like um, Flip Zimmerman, the, other, the the guy that plays him in person, the white guy. He now has to use the name. Um, uh, what was it Ron Ron Stallworth or whatever his name was yeah. and which led to the KKK guy not trusting him looking him up in the address and yeah, taking yeah. him to the real Ron Stallworth's house mm-hmm. which is where he sees Patrice in the background and, and it's like and the black guy yeah he sees him but the, the black guy has no relevance to him at the moment mm-hmm. he doesn't it could be anyone but he sees Patrice the president of the college black association or whatever so that kind of starts ringing bells in his head like yeah. this is a bit of a coincidence and the more the coincidence is built up the more it was just like this ain't a coincidence like yeah, the yeah. fact that um, the fact that I looked up 
Ron Stallworth in the in the um, in the the yellow pages or whatever, <laughs> and found this guy, and that guy just happens to turn out to be the police officer that's now bodyguarding David Duke, yeah. and so ha- just happens to have the same name as the guy who's recently joined the KKK. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, oh my TV's just fucked up. We just turned off. Yeah. Had enough of Black Panther. <laughs> yeah, it's been on for so long. It's, like, it's like, guys, you've been chatting about racism. You're watching <laughs> Black Panther. Like, let's see what it puts on. You know, it's not going back to phase one. No, it would, it would put on TV. Or maybe not. Right. Or maybe it's because I did something. Maybe you did do something. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I like the natural progression of the plot. I, I like the way the scenario is built up naturally. Um, and like the I should put triple X it's put triple X on my TV's <laughs> racist <laughs> <laughs> oh someone I, I was watching um, the roast of Bruce Willis yeah I haven't watched it all but I started watching it and someone I think it was uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt who was the, the roast master he made a joke that actually made me laugh he goes Bruce Willis is what happens when you isolate the white part of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, that is funny. Uh, uh, yeah, let's, let's, close, let's close it up. Yeah, what, uh, what, uh, guys, what I'm going to do is, I'm actually going to put um, the Q&A, it's a 25-minute Q&A, on like, it's always a separate episode kind of thing, so that just doesn't make this one so it seems so lengthy. Mm. As I just put it all in one. Uh... Discussion <laughs> maybe maybe we'll finish the episode, put our outro, and yeah. then after the outro, put the thing in case anyone wants to hear it. Yeah, yeah. all right. Yeah. No, but I was saying I was not having so a separate episode, even though it's not an episode, just so it's just a QA. So they don't have to listen to all of this just to get to the QA. Okay, you could do. But yeah, you could do. That's up to you, bro. You're the you're the, you're the man. Uh, yeah, I'll just put it on thing. <laughs> um so uh yeah, again. Let's, let's close up yeah um, alright if we're closing up I'm going to make two more points and then okay. I'm done um, <laughs> two more points and I'm done and um, I'm trying to be I'm trying to like combine things <laughs> so it seems like I'm only doing two alright just quickly I'm just going to throw these out there okay Um, I liked um Okay, alright, okay, actually. Let me, okay, sorry. okay, this is how it's gonna be. I'm just gonna go through it, yeah? Yeah. But I'm gonna be quick. This is what happens when we start early. Yeah. We just we go we, we know that we have time to mm. do stuff. Alright. I thought the romantic scene in the bed between the two racists mm-hmm. was hilarious. When it, when she was like it feels like a dream. Like we've been wanting to kill niggas for so long. And now that we get to kill niggas, it's so just magical. And he's like, I love you, white fish. And it was, just, it was so funny because like, it's the juxtaposition of what you'd usually see in a scene like this of we've had dreams and we've yeah, been through hard great, times and stuff. we've made it together just through our love. But the fact that what they're talking about is so dark, mm, but they're yeah. doing it with a smile on their face and... Uh, and it's bringing them closer together as husband and wife it was just terrible it was terrible <laughs> it was terrible but funny at the same time um, I think someone watched Triple X and was like hmm 
This guy could be Nick Fury. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot he was in Triple X. Yeah, he, he's Nick Fury in this as well. Yeah, he's, he's, Nick, he's Nick Fury in this. Guys, Triple X is canon in the MCU. So, Vin Diesel plays two characters in the MCU. Uh, yeah, I like that. And that kind of, that was kind of like a, 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 a reflection or the, the counterbalance to the romance that was going on between Ron and Patrice, mm. which was genuine. But whereas the KKK was bringing these two evil people closer together through their joint hatred of black people, mm. Patrice and Ron were being driven further apart because of the causes that they were that they were running for. He was a policeman trying to change things from the inside. She thought that was impossible. All police are just pigs. Mm. We've got to do this through revolution and, and fight the power in it. And so even though they have the same goals and motivations, the, 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 the ways of which they're going by it has made them have to be enemies. So, I mean, it's kind of like a Romeo and Juliet situation, which I thought was really, really touching. Um, I'm 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 nearly finished. I'm gonna... <laughs> um, said that. Said that. Said that. Um, all right. Okay. Here's here's the here's my big issue. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like now we've talked about how um, this made this. You've never felt this way before in any other movie. Yeah. Yeah. Now I like. I don't like these types of movies, mm-hmm. but I will watch them. And like, I like the way I feel at the end of it, even though I'm angry and like, I just want to go out and headbutt a bunch of white people. <laughs> I know times have changed, yeah? Even yeah. though this movie has showed us as much as times have changed, they have also stayed exactly the same. Mm. Um, but... Mm, it's also this movie also made a good point of showing not all white people are bad yeah I mean this isn't a blanket like to to say so makes you just as bad as the racist because you're making a blanket statement about a whole race based on what a few people have done do you know what I mean so I thought that was good but okay this is my point okay my final point one thing I didn't like and the thing that stopped me from giving it quite a cold chicken Mm. but again because it's a true story it, I can't really hold it against it because it's following the, the storyline of the thing of what really happened but um, there was never really a scene like it never got more uh, too, uh, tense enough for me mm. like there was tense moments like the guy was always suspicious of Zimmerman being a Jew and like the bit where he would took him down for the um, the Jew cave the, the, the Jew cave for the the Jew detector test yeah like that was tense but it got resolved too quickly and too easily mm. like it was clever like Ron just ran up and threw a, a brick, brick through the window and you going to do something yeah. to get their attention yeah which was which was clever but <laughs> and then the fact that um, the white Ron then came out and took the gun off the other guy and like shot him I was like hey you fucking nigga like you better yeah, run yeah, yeah. that fucker will get like, <laughs> that convinced them innit so I, yeah, I yeah. get it but if they went back in the house and he was like so anyway back to the lie detector like that could have been tense you know what I mean like now mm. what are you going to do Ron's not here to help you yeah what are you going to do now innit yeah do you know what I mean 
I don't know. Funny if he said, "Let's let's go back." Like, yeah. but he did say that. Like, oh, do you still want me to go take that due test? Yeah, yeah. He, he did say he did said that. Himself, yeah. But then again, if the guy turned around and said, "Yes, let's go and do that," <laughs> now what? Now what? It's long. I thought he was gonna try. I thought he was gonna get connected to the machine mm. and try and do one of those techniques. Like some people said, like if you pluck hairs out of your out of your leg or something, or pluck your hairs, it throws off the test. Because you're you're experiencing things in your body that yeah. are reacting differently. Didn't that Simon Pegg do that in, in Mission Impossible? Who? Simon Pegg. Oh, maybe I don't know. Because he had to take a life maybe that's what like I heard every it week. Maybe another one I heard was if you clench your butthole for yeah. the entirety of if you try and keep it clenched for the entirety of the interview that throws it off. Yeah. Because you're so focused <laughs> on keeping your butthole clenched that like you don't have time to react <laughs> to the lies. Uh, so I don't know I thought he was going to try and do something but the fact that it never got there like also have you seen the film I can't remember what it was called but it had Harry Potter in it mm-hmm. and Daniel Radcliffe and he goes undercover with like football hooligans and then like I think it's football hooligans and then he starts going out to games with them or it might be Elijah Wood Green Street it might be Green Street I don't think he was undercover I think he was just then it's a different film transferred to there was definitely a film where Harry Potter was an undercover and joined the thing. Okay. Um, and he got into it, like, do you know what I mean? Like, and he had to do things to prove himself. Like, he had to beat up other football fans. And he didn't want to, but being so in the character, like, he was getting too into it. He was like, come on, you fucking <laughs> And fucking bottling people. Yeah. And then afterwards, regretting it, like, fucking, hell, that, that's not me, is it? Yeah. But look, look at what I'm having to resort to just to get the mission done. Mm. There was none of that with Zimmerman. Like, there was so many times when the racist guy was like, like, Ron, come here, come come with me. Like, just you, just come into this room. Yeah. I thought they was going to go in and have a black guy battered on the floor and be like, you have to kill him. Yeah. Or you that's have your, to beat him up. Or you have your, to do that's something. That's your initiation. Yeah. yeah. I, thought, I thought they were going to go across that line. There was none of that. Like, uh, And again, like, maybe it's good because it didn't uh, rely on tropes like that mm. and did something new and different. But... They didn't. Re- they didn't replace it with something that was as tense as how that situation could have been. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, I, I, like similarly to that, and again, this is my final point now. <laughs> <clears throat> well, actually, before that, I liked when he humped him in the picture. Yeah, But then again, that led to nothing. Like that could have been tense. Like when he was like, "What did you just do? What did you just do?" And he was like, "Go on and touch me because mm-hmm. I'll get you done for assaulting a police officer." And then it was like, all right, that's done. That's settled. And then a second later, Ron was standing back over there guarding the place. <laughs> and it was like, that didn't lead anywhere. Like, I, mm. I just wanted things to lead somewhere. Um, but anyway, this is my final point, okay? Okay. Um, again, even though it's a true story, mm-hmm. so I can't, like, knock it as a movie for this because it's just following the thing, but cinematically, it left me... It's going to be weird saying this because of what, how I'm about to explain it, okay? Yeah. It left me unsatisfied mm-hmm. because this conclusion was too satisfying. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, the race has got done. Yes. I, I love that there. <laughs> I did I, like I, it. Yeah, but the thing is, yeah, I saw that coming from a mile off. Yeah, and that's what I, I was talking I was about. Like, where when, when they got to plan B, and I was just like, oh, these guys are going to fuck themselves. Yeah. Like, it's going to go wrong. And again, I don't think that was um, story accurate. No, 
I don't think that was a knock to the film because I think it was set up for the audience to know more than the characters in that mm. situation because I was laughing where as soon as he pulled up next to that red car next to Patrice's oh, red yeah. car I was like yes <laughs> like he's going down motherfucker you're dead <laughs> and other people in the audience like were chuckling so I was like everyone knows what's about to yeah. happen do you know what I'm saying? So when it did happen, I was like, yes, good, fuck you. You was the worst racist in this film. Your wife's over there screaming about rape when she's a fucking bitch. <laughs> I was like, yes, it's all kicked back. Everyone who should have got it, got it. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? But then it took it even further. Like the scene at the end with um, where Patrice and Ron are in the, in the thing and a racist cop comes up to them and they're like and she's like you don't remember me do you and he's yeah. like oh shit I do remember you yeah, you were looking good that night like, and then Ron's like hey listen bro like, just watch what you're saying and he's like I don't need to watch what I'm saying I'm a white policeman I can fucking kill you I can kill her it's my prerogative I can do what I want and then yeah. and then Ashton Kutcher must have fucking might have been a <laughs> you just been punked motherfucker like it was so it was too much do you know what I mean like I it was that. like what even he's gonna get his comeuppance I was like okay, everyone one too many that, people got their comeuppance one, one thing today. I mentioned yesterday I didn't mention today yeah, yeah. I didn't buy that in, back in the days yeah, in a racist town in a, in a racist period yeah, there's only one dodgy cop mm. that, that that was no yeah I, th- yeah exactly no, like that, the fact that well nah sorry G I would say he's the most extremely dodgy cop mm-hmm. because again I don't know if you saw this I, can't, I don't know if this was before or after you got there mm-hmm. but um, when he was talking about the guy that just gave the speech at the the, the, um, the college yeah um, that guy had changed his name his name was something some American English sounding name yeah, he changed and he name. changed it to an African name yeah and when the police chief was talking about him, Ron said, oh, actually, sir, he's changed his name to this. And he's like, I don't care. And the police chief said, I don't care what kind of draft-dodging Muhammad Ali name he changed it to. And everyone else started laughing. Like, mm. Kylo Ren started laughing and Steve Buscemi's brother started laughing. Like, everyone was laughing, innit? Mm. So it shows that they do kind of have a bit of the racist tendencies there. Like, yeah. And also, when he was saying, like... Uh, good or bad, we stick together. Do you know what I'm saying? We come yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. Kind of sounds like the KKK. Like, do you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Okay, yeah. So it kind of showed, and then that yeah. kind of threw me off. When at the end of the movie, when they did punk, when up. they did punk that guy at the end, I was like, "You guys are way too into this." Like earlier, you was like, "We never turn on our own. If yeah. you want to do it, you do it." I thought Ron was gonna have to go through it on his own. I think it's but when it was like oh yeah I heard that did you hear that white guy yeah did you hear that white? and then everyone was there but then also like, towards, what? towards the end of the movie it seemed like they had a lot more respect for him minute. yeah that's true so, maybe that was it yeah that's true but like I don't know I, I, I think I think um, I think everyone was just it, it wrapped up too nicely like, hey dog I know you don't like racism either. <laughs> <laughs> you little snooty white dog. Yeah. What was I just saying? Yeah. It wrapped up too nicely. Everyone who was bad got their comeuppance and everyone that was good ended the story kind of happy. The thing is, like, remember I put a text in a group chat a while ago. I can't remember what a... Not a while ago, maybe a few days before we watched this. 
and I can't remember what the name of the film The Riot Club the film mm-hmm. was called The Riot Club and I only caught the end of it but it pissed me off Ace so much probably that's how I knew what you was feeling at the end of that movie yeah because I was feeling the exact same way at the end of this film Riot Club yeah and it wasn't even really about racism it was more about class like the class system yeah, yeah? and these rich um privileged white boys do you know what I mean with their rich parents make a club called the Riot Club where they can go around and do whatever they want they go to hotels and smash up the room and then when the people turn up like why have you smashed up the room they go oh don't worry about it I'll write you a check and then write a check Mm. and then the hotel manager's like oh fine no problem continue smashing please (laughs) do you know what I mean so I'm like no fuck that like you (laughs) could not smash up nothing like you could give me the money and I'll take it but I'll still be pissed off at you for smashing up my shit. Like, you're not getting away with it like that. And then at the end of the film, this is what pissed me off, yeah? Is that they invite one of the new... They, they manage to sneak the new recruit's phone off him. Yeah. And they text his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. As if they're him, saying, oh, meet me at this place. Then when she comes down, he's like, well, what are you doing there? And she's like, you told me to come? And he's like, no, I didn't. Like, I'm here having my meeting. Mm-hmm. And it kind of causes an argument between them. Yeah. And then all of the friends kind of act innocent. And they're like, well, what's wrong with you, man? Let her join in. Like, come and sit down and really make her feel friendly and welcome. And mm-hmm. she sits with them. And then it starts getting dark because they're like, listen, like one of them starts touching her up. And then the other one's like chatting sexual to her. And then one of them's like, look, we'll give you 300 quid right now mm-hmm. if you just give us all blowjobs. Like, we'll give you 300 quid. Like, what's the problem? Like, it's only blowjobs. Like, we're not going to have sex with you. Mm. And she's like, she's looking at her boyfriend like, are you fucking going to allow this? And he goes, like, it's up to you, isn't it? And she's like, what do you mean it's up to me? He goes, no, 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 no. Like, that's not what I meant. Like, I meant, I'm not going to tell you not to do it. It's up to you. It's you do what you want to do, isn't it? Like, I'm, he kind of put his foot in it. Like, he fucked up. Yeah. And then one other guy comes out and goes, guys, guys, guys. The, their voices are so annoying like, <laughs> guys guys look, please you're being disrespectful to the lady here <laughs> like and you f- I'm thinking like alright this guy's gonna let her go finally someone's speaking sense yeah. he goes 300 pounds that's disrespectful I'll offer you 21,000 pounds right now uh, because I, if my calculations are correct that covers your um, your student loans and your expenses and your rent and oh everything for the whole three years and he's like, it's just for a couple of blowjobs. Like, that's all. And the, by this time, the, the boyfriend stood up like, he's like, no, fuck it. Like, don't do it. Like, he, and they all grab him and hold him down. And then one of the other one, like, literally grabs her, pushes her up a wall and starts lipsing her up and touching her. And mm. like, I'm just there getting pissed off. Like, you fucking rich white boys, like, fuck <laughs> off. Yeah. But then the woman manages to get away. Like, like she gets away. Mm. and so they start they're in a bar innit and so they just start smashing up the bar mm. the barman's there now like the owner of the restaurant slash bar he's there he's talking to his friends and, like his employees and he's like guys you might as well go I'll, I'll tidy up like he seems like a good guy yeah. a good manager innit he goes into the room and sees everything fucked up and he's like what have you done to my to my, to my business to my building yeah. and they come with the whole oh don't worry about it just take the money and we'll be gone soon we're nearly done mm. and he's like no fuck you like you think you can get away with anything because you've got money he's like fuck your money I don't want your money like what the fuck are you doing innit yeah. and so then they just start beating him up 
And like they force the money in his mouth and pour drink all over him and start smashing him up and like by the time they're done with him, yeah, mm. he's got like broken ribs, he can't see out of one eye, he's got a collapsed lung, he's got this and that, a leg broken, like he's fucked in it, he's in a coma. Yeah. Da, da, da. And by the end of the film, yeah, uh, because one of them calls an ambulance. Yeah. The, the same one whose girlfriend almost got raped. He calls an ambulance. I'm nearly done. I know I'm taking it. <laughs> yeah. But there's a point to this. He calls an ambulance and he's like, look, someone's here. They're unconscious. They're really hurt. And the ambulance says, did they fall? Because if they fell, all you need is an ambulance. Yeah. But if he's been hit by someone, mm. you need an ambulance and police. Okay. He, so they're like, tell him he fell. Tell him he fell. Tell him he fell. Yeah. And, he, and then he goes, no, he was hit by someone in the head. Mm. So they're like, oh, you fucked us. Now the police are going to come as well. Like, what are we going to do? And he's like, just say, just say no comment. Say you're not saying anything. Give them nothing. And I'm, th- I'm sitting there thinking, like, this is already annoying me. <laughs> because there's like seven or eight of you at least, yeah? Mm-hmm. And there's a guy on the floor, clearly beaten. Yeah. Clearly beaten. There's no way he fell over and ended up like this. <laughs> and the room is trashed. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? If it was, let it be eight black guys in there with him. <laughs> and the white owner of the building in a room smashed up has been beaten and let a black guy try and say no comment they're getting arrested you're getting arrested for suspicion either way all of you say no comment and you're all going down (laughs) that is why they treat black people with white people if you all say no comment we can't pin it on any of you so you all get to go Yeah. but with black people if you all say no comment you can't pin it on any of you so we'll take all of you motherfuckers and that's what fucking pissed me off about that thing and then it even got worse because in the group, they was like, all right, do you know what we're going to have to do? One of us is going to have to take the heat. One of us is going to have to admit doing it. Yeah. Say we did it alone mm. and take the heat for everyone else. And yeah. yes, you'll go to prison, but at least the, 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 the gang will live on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The, the organisation will continue. <laughs> organisation. Uh, yeah. Um, don't call it the clan. Call it the organisation. Yeah. Um, so in the end, they decide... The boy, the boyfriend who the called the ambulance, call. the one that did nothing, the the, the best, boy, the guy who, out of all of them, was trying to be decent, mm. they were like, you need to take the hit because you were the newest recruit. And it was your fault anyway. First in, last out. Yeah. Uh, last in, first out. Yeah. So you're going to take it. And he was like, no, <laughs> I'm not taking it. I did nothing. I literally did nothing. Mm. Um, and then I think in the end... I can't remember why. I think he quits. He's like, fuck it. Fuck your organisation. I'm yeah. leaving, innit? He quits. So then they have to go to someone else mm. within the group. Um, and it was the guy who gave the first punch to him. Yeah. They're like, you you kicked you, it off. You kicked it off. So you have to take it, innit? So they all snitched on him. Mm. Then because he's a rich, you got white off. guy, he gets the best lawyer. He gets this, he gets that. Not only does he get let off here, mm-hmm. but the final scene of the movie is with him. The, yeah, the compensation. No, not getting compensation, mm-hmm. but him talking to some other rich, uh, older rich, posh white guy mm-hmm. who used to be in the club when he was at the college. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I see potential in you. I see potential in you, bro. Like, all of this shit you've been doing, <laughs> you're about to be rewarded for it. He's mad. like, I know people in the business. I know people. I'll hook you up. Don't worry. Because he's thinking like, this is going to fuck up my career. Yeah. I'm going to be kicked out of the college. I'm going to go to prison. He's like, no, no. I'll get you a good lawyer 
and then I'll give you a job oh, and you'll be fine. Goodness. And that is what made me the most vexed. Is like, after all the thing he did, there's no justice there. And that's the real world. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, there is no justice in the real world. Mm. The worst people get rewarded in it for it in the best ways. And that's the point now that, coming back to this film, The Klansman, it wrapped up too nicely. Mm. The, the worst racist got killed. The racist policeman got punked yeah. and got arrested. And there was nothing... The only person that got away with it was David Duke. But he yeah. was never portrayed as that bad. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The worst ones all got their comeuppance. Mm. And I would have preferred it if, like, the policeman got away with it. And, like, they know he's a racist police and he's well, proved it to everyone. They just deal with but it. But they can't do with it. And I say, okay, fair enough, Ron. You have proven he is in. But, like we said, good or bad, we stick together. Good or like, bad. Like, the fact that they all turned on him kind of made me think, well... That's not uh, consistent with what you said earlier. Yeah. But like you said, maybe it's because they've got to know run better. Mm. But like, I don't know. Then then the fact that the races got killed as well, again, it was like ironic justice, poetic justice or whatever you want to call yeah. it, that they, in being so desperate to kill this, this woman, you've ended up not only killing yourself, but dooming your wife to a prison sentence. Like yeah. She must have been put... I'm, I'm sure they mentioned what happened. Yeah, she goes to prison. She went to prison. She, yeah, she yeah. goes to prison for doing it. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I, I think it wrapped up too nicely. I would have preferred if it left you with something like, yeah, it made me angry throughout the film, but by the end of the film, I was like, all right, it's all right. <laughs> everyone got what they deserved, didn't yeah. it? But that's not what life's like. No one gets what they deserve, do you know it's what I mean? Me. And like, in the end of like, in 12 Years a Slave, like, people that you think should get their comeuppance nothing happens to them do you know what I mean like yeah you took a free black man against his will and illegally made him a slave Mm. but you're not going to be punished for it Mm. the only thing that's going to happen is they're going to take him back you're going to lose one slave that you shouldn't have had in the first place but you're not going to jail you're not going to this and then when when the, the man who's been taken away from his family for 12 years gets back to his family and sees his kids who were like Two when he left, Sorry, who were like, I love the scene. Uh, yeah, triple the things I do for my country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is so gay. Mm. She is sexy as well. Mm. Not my usual type, but yeah. I just love that line. It's like <laughs> the things I do for my country. I was like, this is so jokes. Mm. Like, because this is like a spy movie, but again, it's a different kind of spy movie, isn't it? Mm. I just love it when he drops that line. <laughs> that line of stock would be forever. Mm. Um, but yeah, so what was I saying? Yeah, that's what I think it wrapped up too nicely. Like, yeah. In life, and, and the fact that it's based on a true story. Oh, obviously that, did, think, that, that didn't happen. The, the way that, so they've added yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. Then see, then I have a problem with it. No, the, they, not, um, if that no, was how it actually not went. As far, it's not as far as I know. I think, like I said, they took certain liberties, isn't it? Yeah. So certain bits, yeah. For the movie, I don't think that happened. I think that maybe that, that last 20 minutes mm. didn't happen. Mm. The whole... Uh, um, then then that is a down... Then I have to downgrade the movie for that because if, it, if that was how it really happened, you'd have to do then I'd say, I'd say, look, the movie's hands were tied. That's nah. what really happened. I, I, think the they la- I, think, it. I think the last 20 like, minutes... If they've added that to like, oh, we need to give them a I think the last satisfying 20, conclusion, I, I think nah, the, I'm not I think for the that. the last 20 minutes on... Because um, I, I listened to some of the other podcasts I reviewed, didn't I? Yeah. 
And um, I don't think I think the last twenty minutes I just added for cinema or Hollywood. Nah, I, I don't have to do some research, and yeah. I will do some research. Mm. But um, yeah, it's we'll like we we'll have to do research into it. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna end it there. Okay. Because it's like it's it's getting late. I've I've got work early. All right. And yeah. we have been talking for a long time. How long was this episode? Right now, it's seeing like three hours forty two. Oh my god. So sorry, guys. <laughs> Those seventy four people aren't coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Not after this, like <laughs> episode we've done now. Mm. Um, all right. So yeah, we're gonna bid you guys adieu. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thank you for listening. No, what? Around. A Jew? A Jew. You're racist. Man. You After Jew? the episode we just <laughs> had, oh, shit. you're going to bid someone a Jew. No. You're like... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, yeah, so, guys, we're out for now. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening if you're, you made it to the end. Mm-hmm. It's been a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, and we hope to see you very soon. Uh, we're going to be reviewing Christopher Robin and... We're going to get into a bit more pleasant. Yeah, yeah it's going to get a bit more cheery. <laughs> yeah. um, but as always, if you want some more podcasts to listen to, mm-hmm. go check out Pop Culture Leftovers. Yeah. Nerds Fallen known as Nerd Pawns. Cobra yeah. HQ, probably known as Joe Schmoe Comic Show. Yeah. The Leftover Army Podcast. Yeah. The Source War. Um, the Source War. Yeah. Losing Lives. Who's Next Gaming Podcast. Yes. A couple of nerds. Uh, cast, Supercast. And I think that's a wrap from the ones that I would normally plug. So, big teaser, bye to the people. Bye to the people. Bye bye now.